I know losing Jessup leaves y'all hurting over there. I know it's a lot to handle. We'll make do. Sonia and me talked about it. We feel we could take Sonny off your hands. Not Ashley, I don't reckon, but we could take Sonny. You what? We could take him and raise him up the rest of the way. My ass, you will. We'd raise that boy way better than you and that nut job mama of yours can. Maybe on down the line, we'd take Ashley, too. You go straight to hell, you son of a bitch. Sonny and Ashley will die living in a cave with me and mama before they spend one night with you. <laughs> <laughs> you do a lady to the man? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lady. Ooh, ooh it's a lady. <laughs> Just sitting here having some of my cavassier. <laughs> uh, hello and welcome to a new episode of Fascinated with Booms. What a terrible introduction. <laughs> no, Who is that? Tim, Tim, Tim Meadows. Meadows, yeah. Tim Meadows. He's, he's so on uh, the Goldbergs now in that school show. Is he? Too, yeah. Oh, he's so Which funny. Is like I can't that. watch primetime TV. Yeah. There's a couple shows I can it's watch. It's a little too not... Americana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the stupid husband, the the patronizing couple of those, A couple of those shows, they, they're still done re- rather well. But Telling yeah. you you need to watch Letterkenny. I watched the first episode, Did actually. You? It, it, good? it didn't hit it with me. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And it's one of those shows that you watch it and you'll immediately yeah, either yeah, no, realize you like is. it or you don't. Yeah. And usually I do fall into those weird kind of show ca- uh, categories because yeah. I love Napoleon Dynamite. I love all that. Right, yeah. It was just I didn't... I couldn't get into their cadence and their humor as much as I was hoping to do. Yeah. And me and my girl watched it one day. I was like, oh, I, we came across it. And I was like, oh, this is the show Justin was telling yeah. me about. Let's watch the first episode. Have you I said, oh, now i got to go tell him it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen Shameless? Yeah. I watched I'm, the first two I've seasons. I've heard it's great. It's, I see... But like watching people just being dirtbags, yeah, yeah. always that, turns me off for some it's reason. It's too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes I don't sense. mind if a character makes a bad decision, but if their whole family's just a bunch of dirtbags, I want to see uh, Shit's Creek. Oh, have you seen that? that? No. Oh, it's like the same people it's that Chris do. Elliott. It, oh, is it? It looks. It's the same people that did um, Best in Show and all that. Oh, oh, like, oh! It's Chris it, Rogers. Yeah, it's like it's a show about these people that were like super, super rich, and then I think they like. I think they, they like it lost it all. Nice. You know, I, I'm pretty sure that's what There's it is. There's a good show coming out about uh, the, uh, three dynasties of shady preachers. Oh, shit. And the, the matriarch is John Goodman. Oh, the, fuck. The, uh, Kenny Powers is the, the current one. Yeah. And then the younger version is, you've seen him on a bunch of stuff. He was on Pitch Perfect. He was also, he's one of the boyfriends on Modern Family and everything. I think you'd, you'd recognize if you see him. So uh-huh. it's going to be funny as hell. I think it's going to be on HBO. Hell yeah. Yeah. So how was everyone's week? Anything interesting? Big Boy dropped a new song. Did he? He did. Nice. I've been jamming. He's it the all only week. person that's not getting shit over the Super Bowl. Oh, he no. Uh, uh, he's getting shit from Peta. He's oh, been really? getting oh, for dude, that, oh, for that for the, fur oh, coat. Okay. That's dude, been his persona all since week. The, uh, no, and that's and, and at least he's not getting shit from everyone in the world for being Maroon Five and being uh, kind of dumbasses. And yeah, uh, I saw the memes with uh, Adam Levine with his shirt oh, yeah, off, yeah, yeah, like oh, so comparing funny. to people's like uh, drapes and shit like that. That's right. His shirt on. Yeah. D. Snyder had one of the best quotes uh, on Twitter. He was like, think about the songs you guys play between plays. Metallica, ACDC, Guns N' Roses. Yeah. He says, none of these bands ever play at the <laughs> halftime show. Why is that? <laughs> yeah. It's true. They're going against their fan base, really. They when are, you, when you put something like that in I, there. They, the, soup, the, uh, the halftime show is geared more towards getting people to watch. Right. Yeah. It, the people well, that want to watch already like that music. They don't I, need to try to keep them. I, they need to try to attract younger demographics. That, so they're reaching, plus they have to... They won't do it next year, I well, guarantee Well, plus you. they have to, like, 
it has to be family friendly ish. Yeah. Has to be someone that hasn't had any. I was surprised they they let him swear and just bleep him out. That Travis Scott. Oh yeah. yeah. They let him swear and they bleeped it out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was like, huh. Yeah. Oh, well. It's all image, man. There, it, it's like you got to appeal to so many people they don't care about just to so they can keep people off Twitter saying how horrible they are. Right. The NFL. I mean, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was too political. <laughs> <laughs> well, bring us down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, last week's pod. Hope everyone enjoyed the comedy. If you haven't uh, checked it out, you should uh, go back and check it out. It was a that fun was one. fun. Yep, it's certainly one of those categories you can always hit. This week, we got a really special one, and this is going to be a two-part episode. Could eventually become a three- or four-part episode, but for now, I think we're going to do it as uh, over two weeks, two parts, because it's such a wide-open category, is strong women in films. And really, I know all of us come from, we've got lots of strong women around us uh, in form of wives and girlfriends and mothers and grandmothers and stuff like that, so... uh, we kind of grew up with uh, with a strong mom and uh, grandparents and everything, so they loved these movies growing up. Some of the movies is starting from like the seventies, where you really got to see not on my list or anything, but what comes to mind is like uh, Sally Field in like Foxy uh, Brown. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, I guess in a way, yeah. But uh, Sally Field in that Norma Ray oh, yeah, in uh, yeah. that type of role, and then. Uh, Obviously, obviously Mel- the early Miller Street. Obviously, stuff. the '80s and '90s. I don't know where a lot of your numbers on your lists fall, but every picture on my list is after 2000. Um, Mine except one. Yeah, or after. I have two that are '90s. You got two that are '90s, yeah. and there's certainly tons of strong movie roles for women in the '70s and '80s. You could easily have put in nine to five, and you could have picked any. Yeah, of oh those yeah. Three but I'm not women. necessarily picking strong women that are good role models either <laughs> oh yeah well you don't have to yeah just strong women i mean that strong women doesn't uh say that it couldn't be a villain i know it's not on any of our list but kathy bates yeah. in well, misery yeah. i got a, i got a couple murderers beyond one. there i have one on my i've already done my part two and i have a murderer on mine but she is just so such a strong presence on the screen it's like yeah. it's undeniable how uh, fabulous she is oh, yeah. and this is when and this is what I, I would imagine actresses strive for when they're reading scripts or they're looking for roles. Roles that are like this, that are like, holy crap, I can do shit. You know, I yeah. can, I don't have to be the weeping wife at home worried about her husband or, yeah. or doing these kind of uh, past gender roles from the 70s, 60s, 50s, 70s, shit, even today. But uh, yeah. much more in movies, that's what we saw. If you go back and look at any of those black and white movies, it's so rare to be able to uh, to see in, <clears throat> a role for a woman who's like a really kind of a major... <laughs> arsenic and old ladies. Yeah, arsenic. <laughs> oh, there are arsenic, for sure. <laughs> I don't know why I think of them. Yeah, no, that's one I've never uh, seen, but I know the whole movie because of y'all yeah, telling it before. So but funny, it sounds man. fantastic. My favorite part is when they start questioning them and they're not denying it at yeah. all. No, like, they have no problem like, with it. They have no problem like, with no, it. This oh, is just what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it needs to be done around here as a play, man. Uh, that would be good. Yeah, it would be a really great play. It'd be easy. But yeah, the, this was a list that came really quick to me that I had to bump a lot of people off, and I bumped a whole bunch to, to next week. Uh, that's why I know eventually we'll we'll come back to this at some point. Uh, but yeah, you want to start right off? Yeah, for sure, man. We um, talk about so for this first one, um, this character. Well, it's it's Linda Hamilton and Terminator Two. 
Um, this I'm is, glad you picked Turner. Yeah, oh yeah, because number one was basically her origin story and how she became such a strong character. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You really can't watch two without one. Just a lot of those sequels you can, but yeah. just for a character arc, yeah. I mean, it's probably one of the most obvious character arcs. Oh yeah, um, you know, because at the end of one, is you can kind of see the transfer. I mean, at the beginning of one, she is just. She was like, yeah. She, I mean, no, she was just really dress. mousy, and she had her iguana. You yeah, know, you know. Um, and by the end of that, she was like, okay. I have to do <laughs> yeah, black exactly. pump shotguns. <laughs> yeah, you know. But, and then she got um, ripped off, she did well, off ripped. the set, you yeah, know, absolutely. when she knew two was coming back, and she obviously. And so the first the scene with her is just her doing fucking chin ups, you yeah. know, in her psychiatric hospital God, room. I love that. Um, scene, and she's man. like, you know, you can see the sweat, and I'm sure they just sprayed, but you can yeah. like see the sweat on her biceps, and like, you know, it's. It, that was probably the first strong woman role I ever really noticed. Like, like physically. Like, oh, shit, this lady's a badass, yeah. you know, because um, I and I don't have it down here. But, you know, I mean, Terminator 2, I think I was probably like 12, 13. Yeah. So because um, there's many aspects, I think, of uh, of describing strong uh, in these roles too. mentally, obviously, physically is an obvious one. For, yeah. And there's obviously a combination of both or uh, just well, all different things. But this one was certainly physicality because she was whooping people's Abs- asses. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah. also mentally because every, oh, yeah. everything she went through and she tried to tell people what happened and yeah. they put her in a fucking psychiatric hospital. I so. love that that whole part of the movie all the way up until when they kind of break her out and everything. Yeah. I really love because that that one-on-one with that uh that horrible psychiatrist, the bald yes, head dude, psychiatrist, yes. man. And that was a carryover from number one, so it was really great. Right. You could see that uh, they still don't believe her. She's a joke to her, and she knows at some point she's going to have to make a move, man. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I love the moment when she decides to do it, man. Oh, yeah, dude. Right after like, someone licks her face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, she like, you fucking, will regret that. She takes that nightstick <laughs> and just fucks that dude up, man. Uh, it's great. And at the same time, the T-1000 is yeah. impersonating the twins. The twins, uh, man. Such a great scene because you think of it from her point of view, she had no clue there was another. She just knew she had to escape so yep. she could get back to her son. Yep. She had no idea Terminators are already here. Yep. One that she used to uh, fight, yeah. which is what now your buddy. Yeah, right? Come <laughs> with me that, if you want to live. That look on her face yeah. Oh she yeah. skidded backwards motion. on her feet. Yeah, dude, oh, it was man. great, man. You know? And she had to come to grips with it like immediately. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, right. and what is that where um, is his famous line, come yeah. with me if you want to Yeah, live? exactly. <laughs> um, and, and who, I forget, the, Eddie Furlong. Eddie Furlong. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, he's like, mom, yeah. mom. Yeah. Like, you know, and even like the screech in his voice is like a good emphasis there because like she's staring at him you know, like, yeah. oh my God, what's going on? And then, like, he pulls her out of it, and you know, River Phoenix should have been in that role. He I would, liked Eddie Furlong in it, man. I thought I, he was super good. That yeah, was probably I feel best. bad for that dude, man. He's like, done a lot of good stuff when he was younger. He's yeah. getting the shaft later in life. Yeah, he just doesn't get the roles. Oh, he was he, good in he Pet wants. Cemetery too. He was great in Pet Cemetery too. Yeah. And, and there was a couple other movies I think I had Has seen. He been in anything? Oh, Pecker. Recent? He was great in Pecker. I never saw that. Oh, that yeah. was John Waters. You either love John Waters. Or I'm you don't. Not, I don't. If you're yeah, not a John Waters I'm fan, you might not like it. But Cecil's Been Minted is a John Waters movie that you might actually be into. But yeah, I mean, and then like. That Not, scene where she injects him in the neck. Oh with yeah, like dude. The, uh, cleaning the cl- fluid. Yeah, or dude. And she's just holding him with it. Yeah. It's, oh man, yeah. it's so great. Oh, you'll be dead before you hit the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man. But yeah, I mean, and then you know, like right before they go to Miles Dyson and they start doing that whole scene well, shit, where they go to back, uh, where like, they go to in the gear. Yeah, man, <laughs> and like uh, like. The some of the first Spanish I ever knew was from that. Really? And she's like, she's like, Enrique, estás aquí? Yeah. You know, like, 
um, and Hasta la vista, pretty man. jumpy Connor, you know, like, um, yeah, it's just a great scene where she's like all decked out in tactical gear. And that's oh, where yeah. she's like carving in no fate under the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, into the picnic table. And she's very intricate to this particular movie, if not the whole series oh, in yeah. general too. And I think that's probably the great thing about all these movies we're going to talk about. You cannot do these movies without these specific people in them. Uh, they they are what make these movies yeah, really Yeah, and I am really looking forward to the oh, new one. God, man. Uh, all we've know, seen is some, some I've seen little one, images. Yeah, I've seen one still image from it, and yeah. that's it. But I can't wait, man. Yeah, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be intense. Yeah. You were a fan of uh, Terminator 2? We it saw was. it in the theater, didn't we? We did. I saw it with Mom was in the theater, too, and she loved it. Everyone loved it, I, Dude, I think I... When that guy that turned the metal, like... Yeah, the liquid Robert metel, Patrick. Like, that's the scene you heard about? Like, because we had seen Terminator, it. Terminator, you got to see what the oh, new Terminator yeah, dude, can yeah. do. We had seen it briefly in uh, the, the abyss, abyss. The abyss. Yeah. and then when they went to this they went next level with it yeah and uh, it was great and i think everyone was using it for a little while but then they even evolved from that within like two years where they were oh, just yeah. doing 10 times better stuff well and just like you know quick mention of the terminator that's in genesis yeah i really liked the way that they did that because it was like liquid metal but it was also yeah. somewhat pixelated and like uh with the what? asian guy no, 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 no. Um, in or not Genesis. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Genesis. The one. Uh, I thought the Asian guy was the bad uh, Terminator. Well, movie. I mean, I don't want to give too much away. Um, <laughs> Ruin and Terminator. Yeah. Was Eddie Furlong in the first one too? No, just uh, who was the kid in the first one? Didn't... There was there, no. Kid. There was there was, there was just, no kid. Just no, Michael Behan. Just, uh, okay. Did did uh, Eddie Furlong have to get paid? when Wayne's World 2 showed <laughs> guy showed the photo of him. I know, right? <laughs> no. uh, oh, did they show him? Yeah. I don't think they actually showed him. Yeah, oh. but I, I think it was a different boy. Okay. Yeah. So uh, they didn't have to yeah, pay. Yeah, I don't think they did. It, they That's did probably a different boy, why. so they didn't have to pay. Right, yeah. Um, we're, you, actually, we're actually both right. Oh, okay. It, How can you yeah, because right? there's the T one thousand, and then there's also the T three thousand. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. the old three thousand. <laughs> yeah. Gotta watch out for that. Yeah, yeah, well, you, you think know. the T one thousand is a badass? <laughs> yeah, watch out for the T three thousand. Yeah, <laughs> all the original features of the first one in new, and, and, and two thousand more. No, 2000 more. <laughs> they, they better have gone up to at least five in this yeah. new movie. The T one million, <laughs> one billion <laughs> dollars, T <laughs> squared. <laughs> All right, Dave, what you got? Um, or who do you have? Who do I have? I have uh, Karen Allen from the first Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, and nice. I only Th- thankfully one scene in this entire movie, and you can get a sense of what she is and how she this, is. I, my guess is she read this scene, and she's like, yeah, man. Yeah. That and Spielberg said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, probably the latter more. Yeah. Yeah. Me and George Lucas are doing a movie She's together. like, didn't even read the script in yeah. this year. Okay. I said, yes, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> and she came back for a horrible one, unfortunately. And she was not horrible in it, too. She was really good no, in that she crystal skull, but the movie was garbage. So. What? One? Yeah, no, I don't know. Don't, don't even mention it. <laughs> yeah, go on. Talk about that scene, though. Because um, I, I know what you're talking about. So the, in, they're looking for the medallion. Yeah, the headpiece. The headpiece. Uh, and uh, what's his name? Indiana, he's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah. He goes to a bar. Now, I don't know where this bar is. It's probably either... Tibet? One. I think it was like Yeah, Tibet it was somewhere like in the middle of yeah. nowhere. Like, she was obviously checking out from American civilization. Right. There's a bar in the Himalayas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. It was like base of the Himalayas or something. Yeah. And Indy shows up to try to convince her to... You, we realize she has a past with him. Yeah, you realize he had a past with him. She tells him she doesn't have the. Well, before, before that, remember we start that scene and she's drinking though. That That's, and and 
if every, anybody knows me, I like people that can drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like girls that can hold their liquor, too. Yeah. My wife can drink with me. Oh, shit. At a girl. At a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, she's... I'm picking her as she my could, strong yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be At a girl. At a girl. Because yeah. so, I like drinking and have a conversation, and some girls, you, you drink and you get two, two minutes in the conversation, and then they're gone, and it's like, okay, that's yeah, how I am. Right. <laughs> that's why no one respects me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so tell us what she's matching. She's like matching shots for what, shots. Were they even drinking? Do we even know what she was drinking? Eat rum. Was I it think? rum? Oh god, nasty. Ugh. Rum's nasty. Sweet. I don't want oh, sweet. Yeah, I can do. I, I don't want any. I liquor. can drink bourbon. All <laughs> I'm not day a drinker, long. so I wouldn't care. I can for shoot either. whiskey. I'll drink, I can do bourbon all day long. I'll no. drink uh, champagne and like uh, like either OJ or cranberry juice on some. Strawberry weekend, weekend maybe. mornings or something. I would. Some made them for me. Shit. <laughs> I don't like alcohol. I, it doesn't taste good. I'm not eating. Yeah, I'm drinking uh, it. You're not Shit, a drinker. No. Yeah. Anyways, she's you don't drink woman. alcohol for the taste. Yeah, you drink why. it for the effect. <laughs> I do both. Yeah. Um, I'm a high on life. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got the sense right from the beginning of the scene how strong of a woman she was. Oh, absolutely. Because she was when she was opposite that one woman remember i i loved the that scene too when she's hitting it and she's yeah. she's dropping them upside down and everything and you could tell what what is there like seven on the table already oh, so you could tell she's like at the eight maybe or nine ten. Yeah. drink and uh after the scene was over i mean that she the person opposite her just like falls on the ground yeah. remember you thought he you thought, was it a woman or a man i couldn't even it was tell a man. It was, was a it dude, a man yeah, yeah. And, and and after that she cleaned the bar up yeah, out of the money <laughs> and fought Nazis. Yeah. And fought out and told Nazis to go fuck themselves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the, oh man, there was that a lot whole of stuff. scene in that when the Nazis from the time the, the yeah. Nazi crew shows up. That whole bar scene is just awesome. Yeah, I, what I liked about her character too is that she had a natural uh, like throughout the movie. She had a natural reaction to stuff that most people would have where they would freak out for a second, but then she would gather up and realize, oh, shit, I got to do something. Yeah. Like, there were scenes, obviously, she was scared of the snakes at that point, but if you remember, like, when she's uh, on the airport, you know, when she has to get into the th- uh, uh, the cockpit to try to take over and use the guns and everything, she eventually gets stuck in there, and Indy has to shoot her out and everything. But right. she is all for taking uh, control. Now, yeah, she killed a bunch of people. Is this yeah. the one, because I, I just, I get these confused a lot. Is this the one where... Where she had, they didn't tell her about the bugs. No, that no, was the second. That was one. okay. All right, and I yeah. would argue she's certainly not as as strong as a character. She later on kind of also learns mm, to be a little bit, really. but not like <laughs> not like very, Karen Allen. She was very damsel in distress. Yeah. Mm. Karen Allen would kick her ass. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's uh, that's the way that's of the telling. Mark of a strong woman. <laughs> yeah, she can drink and she can kick ass. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, she had a lot to. Uh, and then going opposite, it's a difficult thing going opposite Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones in a movie. Oh. Too, oh, and sure. she held her own to this whole thing to the point where they decided yeah. to bring. But it was back. his first movie, so yeah. Well, it wouldn't first have been Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, I know, but right. you wouldn't have like, oh, I can't fuck this up iconic character up. Right. <laughs> Nobody knew he was going to be iconic. He did. Shit. Yeah. After the first ten minutes, I can't. Oh, I yeah. think people realized that opening scene oh, with man. him in the ball. Oh man, and the replacing it's the one stuff. Of the best yeah. action scenes ever. Yeah. Man. I remember Just, they had that at the Universal. Oh, Universal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was I awesome. remember. They had that scene. I remember they had the plane that came out. Oh, yeah. And the fires. And, the fire, and I just remember dude. the flames were so, so hot. Goddamn hot. It, and it didn't matter where you were sitting. They no. were just fucking. Oof. 
that burned really your face brought off. you into the scene. There. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I still, there's rumors of a new one coming out, and uh, I I feel they a can... little bit better about it just because they know they fucked up the last one. Right, yeah. and you know you fucked nobody up. Nobody right? makes things better like than a last uh, the last movie being shit. Yeah, because they have a lot to kind of now, deal with. Which Indiana Jones was it that did the? flashback with river phoenix that was the third one that was yeah. last crusade yeah. i was so hoping was there great. would have been yeah. oh they probably would have a, yeah. a young indiana jones because yeah. that tv show was yeah wasn't bad well they worked that in as his his previous oh, I forgot self, about so the TV remember show. oh the young indiana yeah. jones yeah that's well right th- what they should have done with number i think they were they tried to do with number four you know they were going to pass it off to yeah. shia labeouf which turned out to be a disaster because shia labeouf's a disaster i actually have warmed up to him more lately because i can tell that he's more just kind of a crazy he's crispin glover type no yeah no he's he's, crazy. he's like eccentric he does, yeah, like, weird ass art that's not who you need to play indiana jones yeah. to be honest with you they should have grabbed chris pratt a long time ago yeah and it would have worked out fine now that he's in so good. many franchises yeah. they're just gonna, not going to use him they need to grab somebody like like Zac Efron or someone like that, he's about to get huge in that well, Bundy, once, uh, in the Bundy movie. Once uh, Captain America dies in the next movie, yeah. and get Chris is Evans. Is that your call? Chris uh, Evans is getting old, man. You can't have Chris Evans. You need somebody in their 20s to play Indiana Jones if you yeah. wanted to go anywhere uh, because you would want at least three movies out of it. So you'd yeah, have to pick true. somebody young. Uh, there's a lot of good young Zac, actors out there. I could see Zac Efron is a decent actor. I, I just... I think I'm, he's a better actor than people think he is. I do, I do too, yeah. but I, I'm trying to... Like Indy is one of those confident, but kind of like Charismatic. confident, but has no real reason to be right, and yeah. also like <laughs> clumsy and goofy as well. Yeah, like, yeah, but it all works out for him in the end, type of thing. Yeah, almost, almost like Chris Pat's character in Garden of Galaxy. A little Garden bit. He's, a, I think he's a little bit more competent. Uh, Indiana Jones is a little bit more competent. You can give him. He's educated. <laughs> he's super smart, man. I want to see. Uh, I want to see Chevy Chase's Fletch play Indiana <laughs> yeah. Jones. to <laughs> <laughs> that boat <laughs> All right. So yeah. All right. We'll go to mine here. I going to go 2010, and I'm going to pick Jennifer Lawrence. And I know a lot of people. You think Jennifer Lawrence, your mind automatically goes with the Hunger Games, which I could have wow. easily put that first yeah. Hunger Games on here. I, I really wanted I really loved it. You chose. And, uh, but where I think Jennifer Lawrence, the first thing I ever saw her in is the 2010's Winner's Bone. Oh, bing, 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 bing. Winner's oh, Bone yeah, is fucking great, dude. Yeah. It's really great. And she owns this movie. I mean, I mean she's she, the movie. She is the movie. And I saw this before Hunger Games, so I was like, there's no way in the world she can't be able uh uh, she won't be great in this role because this is where I, I absolutely fell in love with her as an actress and her ability. So I'll give you a little Skin synopsis squirrel, about the yeah. I'll give you a little <laughs> synopsis on this. So this is in like the backwoods of I want to say like Arkansas West or West Virginia. I would say is it West, West Virginia. Virginia? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and she lives on somewhat of a compound where everyone around her they got a decent amount of distance between the houses but they're all somewhat related i just live in the mountains uh, on and that's what it land. is and her mom her her dad has disappeared mm-hmm. and she doesn't know where her dad is and her mom is like incapable of taking care of the kids mm-hmm. she's either she's on pills or she's on Catatonic alcohol i can't remember what she's she doing. might have had a stroke they, they really just show her inside laying on the couch just drifting in her uh so Jennifer Lawrence has to take care of the entire family and the kids. Oh, wow. And she's got a little brother and a little sister. And you could tell he, she's taking him out hunting. You're starting yeah. seeing her uh, kill things and skinning them. And she's going to feed them and everything. And all of a sudden, uh, well, you this missed bounty one, hunter. You, you missed one. Po- well, yeah. The, the, the bounty hunter showing up. Okay. Oh, yeah. The land is being held. Well, that's what I'm talking okay. about. So the bounty hunter shows up and says, I'm looking for your dad. I need to find your dad. Your dad 
uh, was bailed out a couple weeks ago, and now he's skipped. And oh, he shit. put the house up as collateral oh, for the bail fuck. money to get out. Thanks, so if Dad. we don't find your dad, in two weeks we're taking your house from you. Damn. And you're all going to lose it and everything. And she's like, well, how much is it going to take? They're quoting her money. I can't remember the money amount and everything. And she's like, what can I do? There's got to be something I got to do. And she's like, find your dad. Here's here's my card. And at the same time, the police is looking for the dad. And uh, uh, Dillett uh, Gillahunt plays the, uh, the sheriff. He's really great in everything. He's phenomenal. He played... Uh, he was in that raising uh, hope. He was super funny in it. But he yeah, was yeah. in Looper. He was the the skip tracer that came to the farm to look for him, where they didn't yeah. want to kill him mm-hmm. because he's a good guy. Yeah, uh, he, he's really great in this movie as the sheriff. But the other some guy. of the John Hawks. Oh my ooh, god! Now John Hawks was nominated for this movie. Uh, so was Jennifer Lawrence. I'm pretty sure Jennifer Lawrence won for this. Uh, I'd have to look it up. But John Hawks played her uncle, and so immediately she's like. I gotta leave the kids here. His brother's missing. His, yeah, his brother is the one who's missing. She soon is what she's what she's doing is she leaves the kids at the house with mom and she eventually just starts traveling to each of the relatives' house to see if they know where her father is. And all of them are very shady and all of them are saying stop fucking asking questions. So she's immediately like, "What the hell's going on with my dad? Right? Uh, is he dead? Is he hiding? Is he?" Uh, it, did he murder somebody? What happened? They thought happened? he might have blown up in a meth lab. Yeah, they thought that there was all these lot, different things was happened. A, kind of surrounding meth. meth yeah. Amphetamine. And then uh, the grandfather character at the... Oh, uh, at the that one warehouse scene was... At the cowboy, or at the uh, the auction. Remember when they, she went to visit him at the auction to find out if she could get... From, uh, oh, the auction? I don't remember that scene. Yeah, but let's talk about the, the John Hawks scene. John Hawks plays all sorts of different characters. Everyone's seen him play uh, different characters. But this one is probably the most uh, intimidating character I think yeah. he ever played. When he came into the scene, you thought he was going to, at any moment... And you you only see him kind of get angry once, but he's just got a look on his face that he looks completely unstable and he's going to kill anyone at any moment. There's that one part where Gilla Hunt pulls him over. And yeah. He's in the, the he's cop in the pulls him over. And uh, Jennifer Lawrence is in the, uh, the passenger seat mm-hmm. and uh, John Hawks pulls his gun out. And Gillahunt, the sheriff, mm-hmm. is is walking up to the car, and uh, he just said, "Is is this going to be our time to uh, to go?" Damn. And then Gillahunt just turned back around and went back into his car because he knew yeah. that uh, John so, Hawks would go out shooting if he had like, to arrest you. Yeah. He's uh, like, "Not tonight." Oh, <laughs> yeah, John Hawks, but John Hawks was telling Jennifer Lawrence explicitly, "Do not go poking around. People are saying you're asking questions about." Uh, and she's like, I just want to find my dad, man. Yeah. I want to save my house. I want to save right, my brother's yeah. sister. Your yeah. nieces and nephews. And almost right. like she accepted that he was probably yep. dead. And the other relatives are like, your nieces and nephews will be fine. They can come live here. And she's like, no, they're not coming to live here. They're going to live with me, and I'm going to take care of them, and this is what we're going to do. Right. So she keeps asking question after question. I, who I loved in this, too, was, uh, do you ever watch uh, My Name is Earl? I've seen it, The yeah. The woman that played the prostitute. She's really funny in this, and she always plays uh, either a prostitute or a really funny oh, ass a uh, shitty typecast. Uh, <laughs> well, she looks crazy. She uh, and you could tell when you look at her, she's really really funny. But she plays one of the major rednecks in this movie. Remember, at, towards I know, the I end, remember who she is. the the oh, men this? didn't want to deal with Jennifer Lawrence, so they sicked the women on her. Uh, oh man, yeah, that's they her stomped the, the top fuck out of her too. Top right, D- uh, Dale Dickey. Dale Dickey. Yeah, yeah. she's really good. Yeah, you pull up an image of Dale Dickey. She's really great in everything she's in. She's a great character actor. Uh, but they send Dale Dickey and a couple of the other women to kind of uh, set Jennifer Lawrence straight. And then it goes all the way down to this great, great scene where they were like, do you want to know what the secret is? Uh-huh. We'll show you what the secret is. And I'm not going to tell anyone what you the secret is. asshole. <laughs> but it's really, really good and it's fucked up. And this movie is... I, 
a perfect sometimes there's like that perfect vehicle for a young actor or actress that's just gonna skyrocket them to fame mm-hmm. and this was what it was for jennifer lawrence and she was nominated for best nominated. actress but she didn't win okay yeah yeah all right good movie check it out um so many choices here. All good movies. Well, only five. Yeah, oh, four now. Four, that's right. <laughs> um, so I saw this one recently. I know that both of you have seen it as well, and it is 2018's Halloween. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie great, Strode. It's great. This is another great example of like the Terminator 2 effect, Yeah, where she was a certain type of character in those first <laughs> couple Halloweens, and now in even H2O. Yeah. She got a little tougher in H2O, but now she's like friggin' yeah. Living out, she's got a compound, and you know, like her, her entire like compound is like a panic room. Oh my really. gosh, dude! Yeah, and like adversity uh, toughens you up, man. Yeah, for you sure. You get a serial killer chasing you around yeah. for a while. Eventually, you're gonna get. Yeah, gonna especially get. if you know it's a serial killer who who is never gonna get up, get out, yeah. or I'm never going to give up. Right. finding her. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. And I, I don't know how much of the movie be, I mean, being that it's so recent, how much we want to We don't give have away. to reveal the complete like the ending ending, but we yeah. can talk about the leading up to that and all that. Yeah. So the, d- we can talk about the little kid too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave likes talking about this little yeah, kid. Yeah, he does. Uh, um, so yeah, well, tell us about what kind of she's she's done to herself basically. So And she's got a family too. Yeah, yeah, she's, you know, she's got a family. Judy she was well, Yeah, um who's her daughter and basically you find out, yeah, partway through the movie that like very similar to Linda Hamilton teaching John Connor how to yeah. like use guns and defend himself and all that kind of stuff. She's done that to her daughter. Um well, and, I, what I love about this not to interrupt a little bit, but no, uh, the I love the fact that Judy Greer is constantly telling her kids, you know, grandmas, yeah. I, this is what I had to go through. You don't have to go through it with her and everything. And you don't get to see Judy Greer get tough till the very end. I love And then, oh man, love the moment part, when she dude. gets tough, I, you're like, holy shit, this is what she was taught and as that's, a child. And that's the whole thing that I, uh, I don't know if I want to spoil. I don't know if I want to spoil it or not. But yeah, oh my God. She just, we get to see Jody, uh, Judy Greer kind of shine at the end. Yeah, of that moment. She's another great character actress we've been watching for years. Oh yeah, all kinds of stuff. She's from Cheryl from Archer. Oh, she that's funny. Nice. I loved her in uh, Arrested Development. Oh, I didn't, I Say goodbye to these, Michael. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she does it like five different scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, what is she, the mom in uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid? I want to say I'm not she sure. is. But uh, yeah, she's great. Yeah, she plays a good mom, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis has been basically f- since Halloween, yeah. the original happened. She's, they're kind of canceling out two, three, even H two O. Yeah, all it's of basically them. the sequel to one. Right. Yeah. Um. And so all what is it, thirty or forty years? Because they say yeah. Michael hasn't spoken in like forty years or something. 40 years, yeah. Yeah. It's, gotta um, be. it's like came out in seventy seven or something. So yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Like, um. And so, you know. Michael's being transferred because he hasn't shown. That's a great idea. I know, right? Like you've got him locked up somewhere. I got a better idea. Let's take put him, him on the road. Else. I saw the He's fugitive. The just build the new prison around. Yeah, exactly. Right? When, when it's ready, we'll, we'll yeah we'll let him in. Um, yeah. Oh my god! And that scene with the kid and his dad when they pull up to the bus. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yo man, you you knew the dad dad getting out of the car was a bad idea. I'll tell you, man, I didn't see it coming for that yeah. kid though. The kid, though. I, I I was like, it was uncomfortable. He doesn't discriminate. 
No, no, and, <laughs> yeah. and they make that very clear yeah. in that moment. And this one like, you should mention. This is the great Danny McBride. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Powers, you know, yeah. the, the guy that we've been laughing at for like 20 years who just decided to make this movie with a, his writing partner and everything. And yeah. they killed the, it, man. Uh, it's like in, now you've got Jordan Peele doing all these creepy movies. It's like all these great comedians have transferred over to horror movies Yeah, now. that's great, man. He's going to awesome. do uh, The Twilight Zone, too. Yep, and that Us. Oh, that Us looks great. Um, that's the one with Lupita and uh, where it's her and her family and all of a sudden they see a family at the end of their driveway walking up to them and it's them. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And it looks just like them. What? And one of wearing a creepy-ass mask and everything and Whoa. you're like, who are these people? Why do they look like us and why are they trying to kill us? It looks creepy That's as awesome. shit. That's awesome. Yeah, check yeah. the trailer for us out. Yeah, I will. Um, and yeah, I mean, so like, Jamie Lee Curtis knows in her in her own life that this one day Michael is going to get out one day he is going to come for me and when he comes I am going to be so fucking prepared yeah. that he doesn't really have how a chance how secretly thrilled must she have been when she heard she came out if she didn't oh, yeah. have a family uh, to worry about she would have been like the uh, she, she was out looking for him because yeah this is what she wants <laughs> yeah she, she wants to be able to say I knew it yeah and, and who's um who's my buddy from Armageddon that's the sheriff in Will Patton yeah so good in this you movie know, I hadn't seen Will Patton in like 10 years yeah because he's just been doing like random tv stuff i haven't seen him in a movie so yeah I was he's super great i love his him. voice and his like really good voice dry raspy yep. soft toned country you remember uh the postman he was the yeah, bad guy. Yeah, that's Postman. right. He was I forgot so good about that. as the uh, bad guy. Everyone hates that movie. I love it. Oh, yeah. I thought, I thought it was, was good. Great. I've only seen it maybe two or three it. times. I haven't seen it. In a it's while. a weird. It's a weird premise to do, but it's. I thought it was good. Like I said, Will Patton owned that movie. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um. And, and I mean, God, I want to talk about that ending so bad. So, we'll, so Michael eventually, he eventually makes his talk way. Talk about to, the little kid. Make Dave happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, there's some good death scenes in this movie. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a good when amount this, of comedy. When this yeah. movie came Through out, him. My, uh, my cousin, one of his favorite friends, he's a, obviously people have listened to a lot of these pods know that me and my cousin will do horror pods when I go up north and meet him. He's the biggest horror fan. When this came out on DVD, he got up, he drove to Walmart. They didn't have any at uh, three different Walmarts. I went to Target before he found one and everything because wow. he needed a copy the day it came out. Wow. Like the top of the line version of it too. So yeah. he was super stoked to That's see That's awesome. And, and when he gives it a thumbs up, you know it's a great movie. It was totally really good. It. it was so well done. And yeah. and you know, and I'm the not going to say. I mean, they to be able to recreate kind of an uh, or create your own original death sequences is a hard thing to do because they've all been done. Yeah, there isn't a death scene. It, there you was, just have to put a little twist on everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 There was one scene in particular that I found extremely disturbing because you didn't see anything. And it's when Michael walks into this woman's house. Um, he he grabbed a hammer. She was in yeah. the kitchen. Yeah. She went over, and she was behind the wall, so you couldn't see. And all you see is just Michael walk past the doorway, and you just start hearing, whack, whack, oh, whack, you know, and you can't see anything. And then he comes out, and there's a fucking baby in the crib. And it's just like... Yeah, sadistic, dude. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's just no conscience. Kill that baby. <laughs> no, no. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll spoil that. He does not kill the baby. Um, you know, no, he's got a soft spot yeah. for babies. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but yeah, I mean, her character. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I mean, you, you she's can't, a badass, man. And you can't say too much about the movie without giving it away. Yeah. But like, but she's a badass. She's a badass. <laughs> yeah, man. I, am I, 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 I would like to see her and Linda Hamilton go out. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> She'll probably be in another Halloween. Yeah. They'll do another one. They're in it, too. So it'll be great. I love uh, 
there's another horror movie coming out. I don't know if uh, people know that it's uh, the trilogy for the House of a Thousand Corpses. The final one comes out this Halloween. Oh, really? Three to Hell. Just oh, wow. Finished production because it was that in the Devil's Rejects. Yeah, which, it was all right. It wasn't uh, as good as the House of a Thousand Corpses, but I hear the Three to Hell. Yeah. Got Sid Haig and everyone back um, in it. I was like, going to say, I'm awesome. sure your girl Sherry Moon will be in it. <laughs> I don't dislike her because I loved her in that first one. I just don't yeah. like the idea that he puts her in everything. Yeah. It's similar to like Tim or uh, Tim Burton putting in like putting in Johnny Depp yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. Helena Bonham Carter, man. I, yeah. I love both those actors, but come on, put someone else in there. Right, yeah. Man. I have no problem. I can't direct. She won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Trying to get Rob Zombie on my back. Yeah. <laughs> I love Rob. Yeah. And your wife. <laughs> All right, Dave, what do you got? Um, this is a emotionally strong woman, and it's really just one scene, and you get to see her transform from what her life was before until what it is afterwards, but it's Catherine Zeta-Jones in that movie Traffic. Oh, I, mean, I haven't thought of this movie in a long time, of, man. It's a good one. Of the... And... Who plays the Michael Douglas? Yeah, his wife is that who it no, is? No, uh, no, Michael no, Douglas was, uh, was the was the. I know Michael Douglas. Who else we got in this movie? Benicio del Benicio Toro, del Toro, the girl uh, from Twenty Four. Miguel Ferrer, Miguel was Ferrer, really good. and um, uh, Louis Guzman. Guzman, they were the. I love. Really they were the agents. That guy from uh, oh, the guy Don Cheadle's the guy it? they tortured. Dennis, Dennis Quaid Dennis was Quaid. Dennis Quaid was the advisor to now, who played the. Drug kingpin. Show him the picture. Uh, Miguel Ferrer, maybe. No, no, that's that's the guy that had in uh, in like police custody. Oh, okay. That was um, a fabulous movie, man. This was Soddenberg. Stephen Bauer. Oh, Stephen Bauer. That's the guy from uh, from Scarface. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, okay. awesome, man. He's great in Homeland. Uh, and Benjamin Bratt. No, not Homeland. Benjamin Bratt's in the Ray scene Donovan. that I'm talking about. So what happens is it's kind of one of those movies where in Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Yeah. Soderbergh. Um, it has like. Ten, five different things going on at once. Yeah, you have the which all the Eric Foreman, the different scenes yeah, they have is like the prep school kids doing yeah. drugs, smoking the crack, people smuggling Shooting between their toes, drugs yeah. over the. You have the sting operation that Miguel Ferrer is in, where they pump him for information. Uh, Michael Douglas, I think, is a senator yeah. or a something, and his He's in kid yeah. is the one that's a prep school kid that was kind of. So yeah, they, she's really they good. All What's kind her of name get on? intertwined with each other. Yeah. But the Catherine Zeta Jones plays the wife of the drug kingpin, who she knows to be just a businessman. Right. One of the first few scenes you see with her is she's at a country club, drinking with her friends, drinking wine with her friends. I'm allowed to have a couple glasses. I'm, of wine. A, I'm European. I can have two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what she's talking about. I don't like duck. Duck's too greasy. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. That's yeah. one of the only scenes I remember. <laughs> they, they have yeah. this like idyllic lifestyle where she's in her yeah in her she's Mercedes got a baby, driving you know? the kids home from the golf course right and uh you, the cops show up yeah and and dennis quaid comes into the office when the cops are totally forgot dennis quaid was, was in this the cops were raiding her whole place she had no idea what was going on yeah. they had a search warrant yeah so he shows the lawyer shows up and he's talking to her and i think he turns the music up in one of the rooms and he's like your husband because he thinks the room's bugged yeah, yeah, yeah. right like, your husband is a legit businessman and he leans down next to her that sells millions of dollars of cocaine <laughs> oh, shit. Like, yeah and all of a sudden you see like inst- but you would you would worry what her reaction would be like oh my god my husband's a drug dealer right not her yeah it's like i love being this rich yeah i gotta <laughs> want to do what i gotta do get to him out of prison rich. stay this rich and she goes and meets and my favorite scene in the whole movie is when she goes and meets benjamin bratt yeah and he shows her that he's like you're gonna keep he's like you you're benjamin bratt's like your operation in the u.s is weak i'm gonna start looking for other people to distribute our drugs because yeah. she went to Mexico mm-hmm. and she's like, We got something good here. And remember, she pulls out the toy that w- was made of cocaine, yeah, that was like, like pressed, yeah, and odorless, yeah. And 
She's was like, like undetectable. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, people smuggle cocaine inside those toys all the time. And she's like, no, the coke toy is cocaine. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then remember, she she soaks it. Oh, yeah. Dude, they do that little quick process where she shows it. And uh, Benjamin Bratt does a line of coke. And he's like, that's a good coke. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it better be. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want all our debt forgiven. I want. Oh, yeah. Man. I want. I forgot. The, all that. the. It, it, Routes into the country, and I want you to kill the head witness to my to my uh, husband's trial, uh, which was that assassin. Yeah, remember they send Benicio to find him at the gay bar. Remember with the matchsticks? Oh, he was really right. good. He yeah. went on to do a lot of great stuff. That actor too. I can't oh, remember yeah. his name. He did. Uh, he totally did. Extract. He was great in Extract. Uh, that damn, movie what the hell? was I should so be able good. To come. And, uh, is it Clifton Collins Jr.? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Clifton Collins Jr. I like Soderbergh. Yeah, always he's great. Like, he's really I good. like Soderbergh's movies because the. The tone between the, the scenes colors. will change. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. when it was the Mexico stuff, it was all dusty and, mm-hmm. and yellow. When it was the country club stuff, it was all vibrant colors. Yeah. It was gray. Michael Douglas. It was blue. It was like yeah. a blue it was gray. Blue, right. Like yeah. when when Eric Foreman was like shooting the girl up in the toes. Yeah. With the What's her name yeah. in this too? She uh, got famous uh, in that Ellen, show. Ellen. Uh, er- Ellen uh, uh, Erickson. Erica. Erica. Something. Erica Christensen. Boom. She was in uh, Parenthood, the TV show, and she okay. was really good in it. Mm. Uh, so she's but it was just a, it was a great ensemble movie with the cast, and I I just liked. I know it's not a she shouldn't want to murder people and be a drug <laughs> kingpin, but it was but interesting to see when the character self reliance man changed. Yeah, she wanted to preserve her family and to the point like, where. It, at some point, I'm remembering as you're saying that, that she looks like she's almost better at it than uh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> she, like, Stephen Barr would have been. She becomes like the queen pin. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, he gets out, remember? Yeah. And finds out that, uh, and this isn't spoiling anything, but Dennis Quaid was, was that's kind, right, that's kind right. of the one that set the husband up because he yeah. was going to try to move on the business and move in on her. Like He's like, don't worry, I'll take care of you type yeah. of thing. And uh, they find out, so he gets his. They don't show him getting his, but. You see him getting found out at the end, because it it, it kind of doesn't end bad for the drug dealer. Like everything works out great for him at the end. Yeah, I I only saw this movie one time and I I didn't like it. But of course, really, the oh, thing but, was you know, it's, it's slow. <clears throat> it's slow, and I was younger. I yeah, mean, you gotta watch you know, it now. And yeah, you say no to drugs, dude. So absolutely, <laughs> and so you know, <laughs> up with hope, down with dope, down with dope. Uh, so uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, my uh, my first exposure to her was that first Zorro movie, and I remember yeah. being like, "Who the hell is this chick, yeah. man?" Because she was so so good in it, man. Mine, mine she was, totally outshined uh, Antonio Banderas. Mine was Entrapment. Really? Oh, she was good in Entrapment. She was. Yeah, she was very really good, good in that. Entrapment. <laughs> yeah. And she's lived an interesting life. Well, she's kind of dealt with. Hasn't part of her body. I am talking about her playing her role extremely well. Hasn't she been dealt dealt with some health issues too? Oh right? yeah. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. she bipolar she has or something? Bipolar. Yeah. And, her, and Michael Douglas, she's still married to Michael Douglas, was dealing with his own problems. It's interesting. They didn't. I don't think they had a scene in that movie together, but they're. Yeah. married in real life i wonder if that's uh, where things kicked off yeah maybe you because know. i know michael douglas had throat cancer, throat cancer. And, and then had that removed <laughs> remember what he said yeah. <laughs> you remember what he said how he got it yeah <laughs> uh, we can keep that because <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> but uh but yeah plausible. i remember she 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 went on a lot of uh talk shows and was talking about uh kind of the i mean the personal struggle she's been going through too and man she's still going strong in a lot of these movies yeah the, uh, she's great the light has only recently begun to shine on the problems Absolutely. with mental illness. And, Absolutely. Because people don't understand, it. you know, chemical imbalances are a huge thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people change 
and people want to change, but a lot of times they don't get. Yeah, they don't get the support. The they information. Need. They don't or get the, the information. information or the support yeah. that they have. Well, I mean, that was Margot Kidder's Hughes. problem. She she had no idea <laughs> yeah. that she, there was an alternative to like just Howard living Hughes. with it. Yeah. Howard oh yeah. Hughes. That was a, long a brilliant time mind that could have that solved so many yeah. pro- engineering problems this country's had and just couldn't hold it together because yeah. he had a chemical imbalance. It is crazy. All right, I'm going to go on my next one. Another heavy subject. <laughs> <laughs> this next movie and alcoholism is the next one. I'm going to jump to a David Fincher movie. Nice. 2002 is Panic Room. Great Jodie Foster. Now, I'm a huge Jodie Foster fan. I've always been a huge Jodie Foster fan ever since Taxi Driver. And a, uh, There's a bunch of movies that Dave doesn't like her in, but th- you you were a fan of Panic Room, weren't you? I'm, uh, I'm a fan of every movie she does. Yeah. I just... <laughs> I put him on the spot. I don't even know how to say it without sounding like a dick. <laughs> I don't like looking at her. And she's not, she's not oh unattractive. God. Dude, I just, this is the woman's the, pod. I know. That's why I said I don't know how to say it without sounding like a dick. Uh, she irks me in some way. It's not her right. physical yeah, appearance. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. It's I'm just giving you a time. the way she carries herself or the stares she gives. There's certain actors that I'm like that with. Yeah. So and I, completely I have zero credibility to back any of my... Uh, I, it's yeah. purely instinctual, <laughs> right. and I feel bad, and I feel like I shouldn't hide behind it, so I should tell why, because it's, up so, it's so we ridiculous. We love you, Jody. Yeah. I do. She's yeah. a great actress. She I love is. almost every movie she's ever in, <laughs> and it's a really it's but a I, conflict. <laughs> <laughs> it's a woman's pod, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's my girl. When I don't like her face. <laughs> my girl is like that. Every time we watch a Mark Wahlberg movie, she's uh-huh. like, he's good in it, but I just want to smack him. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I feel that way about Walt Warburg. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's go on to this because this was a fantastic movie. I just rewatched and I, I forgot how amazing this was and how well cast it was. And you forget how young Kristen Stewart was in this movie to the point where she is unrecognizable yeah, I, I was as say, that I little forgot. kid. You can't uh, even tell, you can't even tell a boy or a girl. It's true. Really. She was very androgynous in this movie. And uh, shortly after the movie starts, you realize it's a girl. And what, now knowing like uh, Kristen Stewart and what she looks like now and everything, you, you can see it a little bit if you really look in there but she was young i mean she was like 15 16 if not 14 in this movie and this was a great movie most people know the premise to this movie she just moves into this beautiful brownstone three levels and on the top level it's like this uh in the bedroom is this amazing panic room you know where you could go in and the door slides shut and they they set up the rules you know there's that laser thing that if anything's in front of it it won't close but right once you're in there you get to see all the cameras of everything going on in the house you get uh you have your own like ventilation system you have your own phone line in there and everything and they got supplies apparently nothing with sugar in there uh but <laughs> which comes one which Kit is a major factor <laughs> one kick cat could yeah, solve a lot of problems yeah. absolutely <laughs> Uh, Chara orange juice. Yeah, yeah, I know right? what the hell extended that family. Oh, that guy was so prepared with it. How he did he did not have food in there, man? It does not make sense. They did not have food in there. Anyways, so what's going on is the like grandson of the guy that used to live there is a shady motherfucker who is uh, Jared Leto, who ends up deciding that he wants to break into the house with another guy who actually built the panic room, who happens to be Forrest Whitaker, and they're they're. Immediate idea is that no one's moving in the house for two weeks, not knowing that Jamie Lee, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, Jodie Foster moves in early. So when they go in there to break into the house because they want to get in the panic room, and that's one of my favorite scenes too, is uh, <clears throat> when 
so they break in basically, and uh, Jodie Foster grabs Kristen Stewart, goes into the panic room and everything. Yeah. And she goes over the uh, intercom, and she's like, you need to get out of my house. Get out of the house right now. And yeah. they hold up the signs oh. and say, what we want is it's in, in that, that room. room. Oh. And you're like, oh, my God, this yeah. is just a horrible situation. But we should talk. Jared Leto was awesome in this the movie. The one Wildcock dude was awesome. Yeah, well, that was the thing where it was only supposed to be Jared Leto and Forrest Whitaker on the job. But when the, it came time to everyone to show up, he says, that's Raul. Raul is cool. Raul is part of it. And Raul is played by the great Dwight Yoakam, who I always he always plays a scumbag for some yeah. reason. Well, he he was, looks like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Well, he, uh, <laughs> yeah. Remember the scumbag he played in Sling Blade? Oh, he played the, his dad that he ended up killing. Yeah. Uh, he, he just, but he plays him really well. So he's a country singer, right? Yeah, he's a country singer. Uh, like, like beat him up country. Not yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> not like radio. Yeah. Country. <laughs> but Jared Leto was so good in this movie, oh, man. He just he played that wild card you knew was going to screw Cornrow. up. You, you knew at some point someone was going to have to pull put a bullet in his head just yeah. because he was just he was just an idiot. One of my favorite scenes was him putting his head up against the wall. The wall. What happened she, there? I don't remember. They pump like propane into the panic room. That's and right. And they don't don't realize that she decides just to have her and her kids set under the fire blanket and set fire of it knowing that it will come back down the line right and that's what it did it came back down the line and burned his face burned the side of his face but his arm caught on fire and they had to like tackle him on the ground and put it under it yeah it was such an exciting friggin movie but it was totally like i liked these guys being underestimated yeah these guys being underestimated by this woman being put into this horrible situation where never underestimate like the power of uh of a mom trying to protect her child. Right. Yeah. When, I'm telling you, like, there's like, the cars you, you hear like the adrenaline pumping when you have to, when you see them pull cars off their kids yeah. and shit like that. That yeah. shit's real. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, I'll, I'll hold off. mom pulled you from under a car? No, no, I was just going <laughs> to say. You cut into anything yeah. I want. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say, um, a movie that, that shows something like that is uh, Kidnap with Halle Berry. Have you seen that? I haven't. Oh, that's I a good either. one. I haven't seen I've it. I've heard of it. I haven't yeah. seen it to know it well enough. Like yeah. you know, I've only seen it once, but fuck, that's a good movie. That uh, Sally Field one, the Not Without My Daughter, where she travels to Iran to get her daughter. Oh, back. I forgot about that. <laughs> one. That was a good yeah. one too. So yeah, we could do a movie just on like uh, like moms, yeah, good yeah. and bad, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, we could do that. Parents, uh, one with Nicolas Cage. Oh my that's gosh, a, that's mom a crazy and dad. One to do oh my on god. That. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Jodie Foster was great in this man, and I, I love the fact, and that's what we were alluding to earlier with the with the candy, is that was the one wild card in there. They could have stayed in there for fucking ever, but the problem was, is Kristen Stewart had uh, she was going through like a diabetic seizure because she her blood sugar she dropped insulin, big yeah. time and she needed her insulin and it was outside the panic room right and so they had to wait until they were downstairs and she opened it but they didn't know exactly where it was and remember she went for the cell phone and yeah. everything and that yeah. great shot when she goes back in and you just see Forrest Whitaker's face right when the door slams yeah. it was so great man yeah. and it was an exciting he was kind of redeemable yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Character. No, no, he was. He, he didn't want anyone hurt. No one was supposed yeah. to be there. Yeah. He right. wouldn't even agree to it if he knew someone was going to be there. Right, yeah, no. He, he helped was, the kid just, out later on yeah, and everything. Yeah, it was business for him. But when Jody you know. got out of that uh, panic room and she's, like, destroying all the cameras and she's she's pulling a home alone, basically. Yeah. She breaks all the glass so she can hear where they're walking at what time <laughs> right. and everything. So was, she's going to Kevin, uh, Kevin McAllister. <laughs> yeah, right. What were you doing in my room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jody Foster, panic room. All right. Um, so this one, man, this is, I, I caught up on this one this morning, and this one's actually hard to talk about. <laughs> like, well, at, thanks for Justin's chick. Yeah. 
Um, so it's the remake, the 2009 uh, Last House on the Left. The actress <laughs> name. Is, I know, right? I'm going to stay off of this one. The temperature yeah. of the room just yeah. dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, dude. but I, I can see where you're going with it because there, there certainly is an element of uh, really resilient, strong uh, women in this. Yeah. Uh, and, and I've never seen this one. I've only seen the original. And the original was enough. I never saw them. Yeah. <laughs> I never right, saw yeah. the remake. No, I. So I'll tell you, backs around my background with this movie. It came out in the theater. I heard that it was fantastic. Yep. I didn't get a chance to see it. Did not know what it was about. Anything like that. You didn't see the first one before this. No, I didn't know it was a remake. Yep. Um, and so I, I waited till it came out on DVD. Uh-huh. Bought the DVD. Brought it home and then watched it and was just like, "What the <laughs> fuck did I just watch?" Yeah. Like. You know, and so like it's one of those ones you have to be in the mood for, I guess, because yeah. it's, it's not in like every day. I'm gonna put last one's left. No, yeah, no, no, I'm gonna I, watch Clockwork Orange and Happiness. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. I, I, I have owned that movie for years. I have watched it three times. Some really good actors in it. Oh though. no, it's a great movie. I, I mean, you if know. you look up that cast, wasn't Ben Foster in it too? Uh, I think or? he was. Um, is he the kid or is he the? Main I've never villain? seen it, so I, I had just recently looked up. I know the the mom. It's really good. She's also in that uh, that show Parenthood, but she was in another. She was the uh, the wife in Con Air that was waiting for Monica uh, Potter. Yeah, Monica Potter. She played the wife in Con Air that was waiting for oh, Nicolas yeah, Cage uh, to come back. Right, Aaron yeah. Paul was in it from uh, uh, oh, Breaking Garrett Bad. Oh, Garrett Dillon's in it on the top right there. Yeah, he's the main bad guy. Oh man, see, I didn't even know yeah. because that's what's great about him as an actor. He can play sweet as shit. You uh-huh. watch him in like Raising Hope, or you watch him Which in guy? like Looper. Top right, Garrett Dillon. Uh, the guy oh, we were yeah, just talking yeah, about, yeah, yeah. but he could play evil. Remember him in the road? He was the one who was going to kill and eat the kid. Oh shit! <laughs> I mean, he plays a fucked up guy, man. Wow. He was a lot the of stuff. sergeant from No Country for Old Men. Yeah, and he was the guy that on Deadwood that killed uh, uh, Wild Bill Wild or Buffalo Bill. Bill. Yeah. yeah, Wild Bill. Well, he's Got a fucking he's a murdering, raping bastard in this, in this movie. Yeah, and he pulls it off. Very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a great actor. I have no doubt he could. So. Um, Sarah Paxton, her character that's who the, uh, is married. That's who you're talking about for this movie. Yeah, Paxton, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's, you know, she's a teenager, um, and basically they're going to their summer house, and their house is the last house on the left down the road, and it's Ooh, and it's, that was coincidence. I know, right? And <laughs> it's basically it's six miles between them and the next Came house. So close to being house in the cul-de-sac. I know. Right? <laughs> the house, third house on the right. <laughs> now, now is. What side of the street is it? You look from the cul-de-sac out or from the street down I, to the cul-de-sac? I think it's coming in. It's okay. on the left. It's always yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Going, sense. going north, northwest. Yeah. Um, so they're, you know, their family's just there to have a little vacation, everything like that. And she, I think she just turned sixteen. Um, so one of her friends that's there calls her up, says, "Hey, let's hang out." Um, so they go and they're driving around and they meet this kid, um, who the kid is. He's familiar. Um, what's his name? Spencer Treat Clark. Let me see his um, picture. His the triple car- name, dude. Yeah, he he looks familiar. I've seen him and stuff. Yeah. Um. So they meet him, and basically, like Tony Goldwyn's in this too. Which one is he? Aaron Paul's in this. Yeah, yeah that's it's, not, it's not who I was thinking of. I was thinking Ben. Ben, the Ben Foster, I thought, was Aaron Paul. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's yeah. a bad guy, too? Yeah, he's a fucking That's asshole. That's weird. I've never seen him play a bad guy. Yeah, you have now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll tell you straight up, he gets it with a fucking hammer to the back of the head. Yeah. Claw to Well, the I've back seen of the, the original, oh, and I'm telling you, the original starts out, it's, it's hard to not argue that that first one was a very exploitative uh, film, when the first shot is the girl in the shower. 
like nudity oh, ray really? one. Yeah. And then it just goes out into her in the woods. And I mean, basically, you tell me how different it is. So in the original, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a very simple thing. Yeah. They just raped and killed all the kids and then just happened to go to the house where the uh, parents are. And then the parents had to fight the uh, the kidnappers and everything. Basically, basically. yeah. But I didn't... From what I gather in the uh, on the new one, one of them, the kids survived. Yeah, or, uh, so... The Sarah Paxton character? Yeah, yeah. so her and her friend end up... The, uh, the guy you were talking about uh, being... He can play all kinds of different roles. Yeah, Garrett. Garrett. Um, he's an escaped convict. Aaron Paul <laughs> and um, there's a female... Uh, Bad oh, the, girl. The, that crazy looking girl. She's yeah, got the big eyes. She's really funny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, she's, she's the great. one that uh, plays uh, that band. Ricky Lindholm. Yeah, you know her. She plays the. Uh, uh, she's in that one with that other girl. Was it? Oh, damn, they have a comedy group together where they uh, play. Uh, they sing and play instruments together. Damn, I can't think of it. I'll have to look her up. Yeah, <clears throat> is so, a TV show about it. It's like uh, I think it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've seen it. I have. So basically, they the. The two girls decide that they're going to go just riding around. They run into this kid. The kid's going to sell him some pot. He takes him back to the hotel room. They're just kind of hanging out, doing a bunch of nothing. Turns out the kid's family or his dad is the escaped convict, and he's not supposed to be back, but he comes back. So now they've like stumbled across an escaped convict and his gang by mistake. So they're not going to just let them go. Um, so they take their car, take the girls. They're driving along, and at one point, a cop passes them. Um, the cop doesn't see him. Well, uh, Sarah Paxton jumps to the front seat and turns the wheel and crashes the truck. Um, and so from there, it just starts getting really bad. And I'm just going to say, like, a murder and a rape happened from that point. Um, after the rape of Sarah Paxton, she gets up and, like, starts to run away, like, and she starts making it. And she's a swimmer. So she jumps into the lake, and dude, I'm watching this movie, and like, I am just rooting so hard for this girl. Um, Is it something in Ivy or something? Uh, I'm sorry the uh, <coughs> the the comedy thing she did. Uh, is with uh, Kate Minucci. She's really good too. And yeah. the name of it's Garfunkel and Oates. Garfunkel. Oh, nice. So yeah. friggin' funny. Uh, you check My it wife out. Likes it. Yeah, she's yeah. really funny. So i'm guessing she's not funny in this movie no she is not um where's the comedy it's so weird it's so weird all those guys that did this play play really funny sweet characters Uh after this movie it's probably like they were like oh that's i I can't do it yeah i'm not doing it anymore yeah um so she gets away and she makes it down to the lake and she's a swimmer um i guess she's on like the swim team or something so she hits the lake and just starts striding and she's like hauling ass and guy starts shooting at her and he's missing and he's missing but it's close and like they even you know they put the little cgi of the bullet going next to her in the water and like i said dude when i'm watching this for the first time like never have i ever rooted Rooted for for a character more than i rooted for this girl wolf creek wolf creek was one that i rooted for that girl so much (laughs) oh yeah absolutely um well and i saw this before i saw wolf creek um you know and they end up boom they hit her you know and she just kind of flops over and she's just floating face up and like they stand there and watch her for like a long time you know and finally they're like okay she's dead so that's when they go and they end up going to her parents Parents house house, 
Well, like they, the family hasn't already been through enough, and right. they have no clue at this point. Right now, they are, they don't. Why think do they need wrong. to go to the parents' house? Because they're it's all the last fucked. house on the left, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're all fucked up from the car accident, oh. and so they go to this house, and they're you know like gonna just find shelter because it's pouring down rain. They're escaped convicts; they can't just be walking around, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so they tell these her family, and her dad is a doctor. Um, He's got to be Tony Goldwyn, I would imagine. Yeah. He had to upon the dad. Um, yeah. Um, you know, that they were in a car accident and the son was injured and da-da-da-da-da. So they take him in and they let him stay in the guest house, which I guess would be God, like... God, man, that's horrible. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they just kind of start to worry about the girl. And all of a sudden, you just start hearing... And they're like, what is that? And they go to the, and he's like, it sounds like it's coming from the porch. And it just is a steady knock. And they open the door and they have a flashlight and they go and the rocking chair is just rocking, but not for any reason. These are the criminals or the parents? No, the parents. Okay. Um, the criminals are next door, like in the guest house yeah. and the guest house on the left. Um, <laughs> see, there's the comedy. Um, and so they come around the porch and she had swam and crawled her way back to the house <laughs> And was just using it all the energy she had left to make the fucking chair tap against the window. And so they find her and they have to like take the bullet out of her. So and then like, there's like, it's us against them. Yeah. Type of situation. Oh, See, that's exciting. There wasn't much of that in the original. That when they got to the house, I think it was like five minutes and it was insane, the stuff that was happening. And then it was. It I was think done. it's about 20 minutes. That's cool. I would have. See, if I was doing the remake, I you could get that rape scene done really fast. And they did. And they a did. lot of it is that. Uh, I, I like the fact that we see her kind of struggling to get away and get across that yeah. subject matter. I love the uh, the idiots being uh, outbrained by uh, by who they thought was helpless, who is not, right? And yeah. is going to fight for whatever she can to do. So, can we talk endings about this one? Because I'd like to know what the difference is between the one you've seen and the one that I've I can't seen. remember it. Okay, so, yeah, it might be. Uh, can I please spoil the ending? <laughs> All right, for this? we got a spoiler here. You a minute and a half. To, but, Jump four minute and a half. Go there ahead. There you go. So it might make me remember the ending of the original. But. Okay. So um, the the father, who's the doctor, ends up like cutting the nerves and severing the spine to Garrett oh. and paralyzes him from the neck down. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he fucking takes a microwave that he had like rewired so it worked with the door open, and he fucking props his head open or props his head up into the microwave and fucking turns the microwave wow. on. And blows his, and they show it, and fucking just demolishes his head. It's oh, wow. it's satisfying <laughs> as fuck, dude. Like, that, that did not happen in the original. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I figured. You know, and uh, we should mention me and uh, Dave and Justin were all part of uh, two of the movies we did. Man, were all about women who yeah. are, like pulled themselves up from a horrible situation to to fuck people up, man. And uh, big time. Yeah, our movie botched was. Absolutely that. And certainly Silent Dove, but even parts of Threshold, I think, oh, yeah. like that, Threshold, too, definitely, know? yeah. Because uh, I think, I, such I an think interesting... Tina was the main character in that. Yeah, she was know? a main character and everything. I mean, it didn't turn out well for her at the end, but... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say Certainly not mine. That's uh, funny. <laughs> All right, Dave, what you got? All right. I have... Something more uplifting. Yeah, <laughs> <Not> <laughs> <really>. <laughs> I have uh, Meryl Streep, which I'm glad I got to put on this. Nice um, for Manchurian Candidate. 
I've never seen this. Uh, I've I know seen it's them like both. It's a remake. Mm-hmm. And is Denzel uh, in this? Denzel yeah. is in this. Angel Lansbury. Angel Lansbury played, played, the, played no, her played character the original. In the first one. Oh, yeah, the original. Some murder she wrote. Meryl Streep, and she was she could have easily been on your pod for this too because she was really good. I don't think she went as next level as uh, Meryl did because they added a whole different element into it with yeah, Meryl. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you should tell us a little bit about. So. Um, and we might have mentioned this on a previous pop. We haven't talked about this movie in a long time. It's a really strange movie. It involves brainwashing. Yeah. It involves, uh, especially in it's like suggestive yeah. um, cues. Um, it went into flashbacks and all crazy stuff. That and this Denzel was a was movie happening. that was kind of it, it was welcome to be remade because the technology allowed you to do different shit with that brainwashing that they didn't yeah. do in that original Frank Sinatra one. Hmm. Basically, they wanted to create. A politician that had such a great background that he would be lifted into the White House. So, well, who was it? Was uh, Ray, Liv, uh, Lee F. Schreiber. Lee Schreiber plays the the son of the late senator who died. Yeah, and then his mom, and his mom was kind of like shaping, like she was kind of the woman behind the senator, the senator's wife that had all the influence and knew all yeah, the players. Yeah. Ran and won his Senate seat, I think her her dead husband's Senate yeah. seat. Oh wow! So she her son was like a junior's junior representative and she was trying to get him into the into the political race so the backstory of the creepiness of this is they created the circumstance of him saving all his soldier buddies well, oh wow did you mention the brainwashing i mean because that's what the the kind of the element of this well that's why I, I, I haven't gotten to it yet. okay yeah. so the he supposedly saved his his comrades in iraq and you come to find out part of his great origin backstory. yeah origin backstory and you come to find out it's all just implanted memories to all the people in his unit they like wow this entire thing in, in and the original him and the original was hypnotism, was that, hypnotism. They, that they did it with in this one they really they, it was like an implant in his brain oh wow and they actually showed them that was a crazy scene. yeah um, when go he on, went, i don't want to take it from no, no, that's no. a great scene no go ahead and tell the scene because uh, they had to well, do because an implant Certainly, we should be uh, focusing on the Meryl Streep character. And what was great about her character is her ruthlessness oh, in this movie. It to At to the cost. point to the point where she would use her own son as this kind of mindless pawn of a robot that she could control and do what he wants. But there's a great scene, and you you realize that's what she's doing sh- shortly on. You don't realize the next what level they go to until they like there was was there a word. Yeah, I know in the original, I think it was a collar or something, or a card or something. I can't remember, but uh, there's like a trigger word mm-hmm. that makes him almost shut down. Right, and they kind of bring him into the next room and everything, yeah. and they show them open his head up. They they show him go into like oh, a wow. part of his they drill brain they, surgery. They, they drill into it. They pull something out. I, did they readjust it or put a they new put thing a, in? They just were checking the chip. Checking the, the chip back in. And is, very... is she standing there during the whole thing? And she, so you know she's a big part of it. But yeah. the, the really kind of weird thing about this that I thought kind of set it off a little bit more than the Andrew Lansbury in far as creepiness and Meryl Streep did a great job with it was there was kind of an underlining incestuous thing oh my God. going on. Isn't there a scene where he she washes him or something? I think he's in the bath and she might be washing his head. And, and then you're just looking at the way she's talking to him and everything, and you're like, this she like cradles his hand in his face, and it just looked very. I'm sure that that's what they were going for yeah. when they played it. I don't, they didn't go directly into it, but you could tell as a viewer, this something here that's making my Gross. stomach queasy. <laughs> <And she> Gross. <laughs> I don't remember how it ends uh, as far as she is concerned. Uh, yeah, remember he's on the stage, and he was dancing, 
they the, he was a because well yeah, but we kind of did we kind of didn't go, talk much about Denzel yeah Denzel Denzel's, he was one of the soldiers that went to and he had he kind, was similar to like uh, to live yeah live they Trevor. were they were all part of the same experiment but he starts was remembering like twenty five or thirty of, of them or maybe like that? I think there was only eight Th- or that 10, was a great scene man oh yeah when you realized there. because they're all in a room basically and they're answering commands and you could tell that they're being yeah. brainwashed mm-hmm. and uh, choke, with and, choked private yeah. He said, so choke so. that guy. Yeah. You just go and choke him. But at one point, one of them gets outside, and you realize they're on, like, an island. Oh, wow. Like yeah. a small island, and there's nowhere to go. Like a nice. What do they call those black... No, black sites? Black sites. Yeah. 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 It's crazy, man. It, it was really done well, too. So he's constantly knowing something's wrong and trying to figure out. Jeffrey Wright was great in this movie as that character that had already lost it. Remember at that... Uh, uh, at point where he came and visited Denzel Washington, and it was like I'm hearing voices, this shit going on, and everything, and basically that's Denzel sees. Well, that's going to be me in a few months. Yeah, <laughs> he was part of this experiment too. But it was exciting. It was a really good remake of it. And yeah, Mer- not that Meryl doesn't kill everything she's in, but I mean, when she plays kind of evil, she did a great job in it. And for where am I? I'm on number three or on number four? Uh, number. Mm. You're on your number All right. four. <laughs> so this is a great one, and this is the one I always have to look this girl's name up because I always want to say it wrong because the spelling is so crazy off <laughs> for me, is Saoirse Rowan in, what is it, the date here, 2011, the movie Hannah. Now, have either of you guys seen Hannah? I haven't, but I did see the commercial that they're going to be doing a TV show Yeah, it's for. weird. I had no idea that they had been doing that until just recently. I saw it with you. Uh, yeah, when it first came out, yeah. I think we saw it together. And I don't I, know if we I saw it in the theater, it. but we saw it. No, it was, it was at my house. I remember seeing it for the first time. I, I don't know what it is. I have trouble getting into movies that have one-name character names. Oh, really? Like <laughs> Daryl. You know, I, I never really don't liked it. stay away from Mandy, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I got to check I that Darryl. out. Are you about to knock Daryl yeah. on this <laughs> <laughs> I might switch this to Daryl right now. No, man. I, you I like love Jaws? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the hell? Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm sure we can find someone. I still need to write my book <laughs> <shoulder> to that. <laughs> that wasn't called Chucky. Yeah, see? Uh, uh, all right, yes. Yeah, uh, Saoirse Ronan. She's awesome, man. If, and she's become awesome recently, too, but I knew early on she was that uh, similar actress to Jennifer Lawrence. When I first saw her, I was like, oh, this girl's going to be good, man. And it, it's weird how you spell her name. It's like S A O I R S E. Elephant P. It's weird that that's. <laughs> I had to look up how to say Yeah, no, you spelled it right. Yeah. Yep, and it's Sersha, is how you say it. It's weird. Uh, so people must say her name wrong a lot of times. So I'm glad I looked it up. And uh, she is phenomenal in this movie. And in this movie, she is the daughter of Eric Bana. And at the very beginning of the movie, we see her in like this forest, snowy-ass forest. And she's just doing these weird exercises with her with her father and that you could you're wondering are they just they're living on the land and you don't know what's going on you don't know even know if this is like a post-apocalyptic thing where this is where they have to be from now on and everything but he's teaching her stuff and he's uh and to the point where you could tell he's teaching her mad survival skills and like to be able to shoot a bow and to take people down and she's really fucking good there's a point where he sneaks in and she just grabs him and topples him over herself and puts a knife to his throat and everything. The movie takes this interesting twist shortly on into the movie too, where he sits her down 
in the where they're staying with the fire going on everything and he pulls out this box that has a light on the top with a switch and he says and she's looking at it and she's like is that what i think it is and he says yes he says when you're ready you flip that switch but no when they flip that switch they'll be coming for you Mm. And uh, he says, "Why would you want him to come to her?" Yeah, she. He's explained to her already what she has to do. What they're both kind of on a mission to do, and they're not telling the audience right away what that is. They're just telling us that this is when it's going to start when she uh-huh. hits that button. Yeah, and you could tell Eric Van is getting ready to leave, and uh, he's waiting for her to hit the button. And he goes out to trap some food and everything. And he comes back and he sees the the button's already been flashing. Uh-huh. So he says. It's time now and everything. And you hear the helicopters start swooping up, up above them shortly afterward. But it almost immediately goes to a phone call to Kate Blanchett. And they were like, we got him. It's been the tracking device has been triggered. It's such and such. And got to go pick him up. And you realize that they're after her more than they're after him. Mm. And she goes willingly. When she they show up. I think she kills a couple of them, but then she's like, she's <laughs> willing as she could. Yeah, right. <laughs> but then she she almost willingly uh, is fine with it, and he's prepped her with all these things like, "Where are you from?" And she's like, "I'm from uh, Ontario, Canada." And who were your best friends? What did you excel in? She's like, "I I, I love tennis and athletics. My best friend is uh, Jennifer Williams, and this and this." So she's yeah. got these prepared answers and everything. Nice. And she knows that she's just looking for one woman, and the woman is Kate Blanchett. You soon realize that Kate Blanchett is in, she's evil as hell, mm-hmm. and she does not have her best interest. Uh, in uh, kind of her mind uh-huh. for what's going to happen to Sersha here. And you also realize that Sersha has some crazy, crazy skills. And it, not long into the movie, you realize that she's either genetically okay, that's modified what I was about to ask. or yeah. she's been... Or she's Jason Bourne. Or, or yeah. something's, something's going on with her too. It's, it's very kind of similar to like the Bourne identity where she has that type of uh, skill set. Well, one of the great scenes, and it's early in the movie, so I can talk about it, is the first uh, half hour. How do you re- well you remember this? Is like mm, clicking to you or not? Because I knew no. you only saw it once. It's interesting as fuck, uh, I'll tell you that Oh, much. no, it's really yeah. good. <laughs> so they take her into the facility, and they have her in this like solitary room. She's wearing this like orange, like almost prison fatigue and right. everything. And she keeps asking for Kate Blanchett's character. And this redheaded woman uh, comes in, sits down, and says that she's Kate Blanchett. She's not. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett's watching the video just to see what happens. And uh, Sersha uh, starts crying and immediately, uh, like, bear hug style, uh, sits on uh, this woman's lap and just hugs her, just hugs her real tight. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden just snaps her neck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and everything. And you knew she was there just to kill this uh, girl. Yeah. And Kate Blanchett's like, holy crap, what yeah. the hell? And they're busting people in. And at that point, she's killing everybody like nice. with her bare hands until she's running down the hallways and escaping through ventilation uh shafts and just makes a fools out of all these guys and escapes through the uh thing Hell yeah. so you knew her part of the uh kind of this mission was to kill her mm. and then she would at some point she was going to meet up with her dad and she knew where the meetup was so basically for the next half hour she's trying to get to them and she ends up connecting with one family that she gets she meets in like an rv and she tags along with yeah, them but yeah. she she doesn't know things man you could tell that she's off on a lot of things when she's talking to the family yeah and everything and the family's really good it's uh olivia wilde uh i think it's olivia wilde the, the girl from uh the wife from six cents 
you know, Bruce Willis's mm-hmm. wife. Uh-huh. It's her and it's Jason Fleming, you know. Uh, from Hereditary, from, uh, right? The the wife or the uh-huh. the woman, isn't she in Hereditary? No, no, no. That's uh that's the kid's mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Bruce Willis's wife. Oh, okay. I got you. Through the whole movie, uh, she's in this, and his wife is it's uh, her husband's Jason Fleming, who is from uh, Snatch, and he played one of the gypsies. It's, hey, who's this fat man? You talking about from uh, Lock, Stock, and Two mm-hmm. Smoking Barrels? Uh, he's really good in this movie too, and so she ends up. There's this really, really good actor in this movie that I, I looked up, and I hadn't seen him in uh, many things. He's like this short German actor. He was in, oh, he was in. Uh, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean, like the the last two or something, and he played a scumbag in that movie, and he played a scumbag in this, but he he wore like a yellow tracksuit, and he was just constantly hunting Hannah down, and you you could not wait for him to get killed at the uh, movie, but it was it was super satisfying in like every aspect of the movie. I don't want to ruin too much about it, uh, but you should definitely check it out. It's Saoirse Ronan's like hot ticket right now. She's in Brooklyn. She was in that movie with uh, uh, the. Uh, Jackie from Roseanne that was just nominated for a whole bunch of stuff uh, and she's huge right now so uh, no doubt she's going to be one of the bigger actresses that are out there check her out when she was young hell yeah Um, so are we on two now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Two. All right. we're back on. Yeah, we're back on track. Who's keeping score here? It's, really, <laughs> it's, it's not me. Don't let you, that struggle. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, this one is uh, another Meryl Streep movie. Ooh, yeah. And um, now I feel bad for not picking the River Wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, 2006, Devil Wears Prada. Oh, I love her in this. Yeah. Um, and I don't there's, remember this movie. So, she made this movie. Actually, there was three women in this movie I was that say, were all really great. There's a number of strong female roles yeah. in this movie. Emily Blunt. This was the first time I ever saw Emily Blunt in anything. Yeah, she yeah, was great. She was great. She was great. I don't think she's ever played this type of character again. No. Since she played Which type this. of character was that? She was just so, that sarcastic. Kind of the Zoe Deschanel at her, like... At her peak, okay. when Zoe Deschanel would mm-hmm. really lay on the sarcasm super high, that's kind of how she was in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Meryl Streep is the head of this fashion magazine, um, which I don't remember the name for it, but um, and she literally like created this from nothing, and she took it all the way to the top, and now they're like a worldwide brand. Mm-hmm. Um, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Stanley so Tucci good. is. <laughs> yeah, funny. Stanley Tucci is so funny in this movie. Heard um, your loins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite line. Um, <laughs> so Emily Blunt plays Meryl Streep's number one assistant, and she is. So the whole movie is based in the fashion world, you know. Um, and so like. Emily Blunt is very sarcastic, yeah. and you know uh, Anne Hathaway, who's pretty much the main character, and she goes through a lot in this movie. Yeah, you get as to well. see her arc just go crazy. Yeah, That's what made this movie really. Yeah, she had, at the beginning she had no right to be even associated with fashion runway, in any way whatsoever. Runway, was runway the yeah, especially. that was the name. Um, yeah, she was. She's a writer, and like she just wants to, you know, she needs a job, um, and so she comes, and she's very homely. Um, yeah. You know, she doesn't care to about the point fashion. where she's on like the floor, and everyone is like looking at her. Like, yeah, yeah, and I mean, she doesn't care about what she's wearing, you know. But she goes into this office, and like everything that everyone has on is like Gucci, Prada, you know, you name the fancy brand, Louis yeah. Vuitton, whatever you can think of that's all that everybody is wearing there. And, you know, she's just very out of place because she doesn't do that type of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And so she ends up getting the job. um, And Meryl Streep is just, I I mean, 
I hate to say it, but it's she's a stone cold bitch. Like, she's not the greatest boss. In she the world. she does not <laughs> give a shit about you or your needs or what's going on in your personal life. Like, all you are there for is to do whatever she says, whenever she says it, and she makes your life I think hell. Those oh, days are you, over you believe now, Meryl though. Streep when she does it too? Yeah, she's she so must good. have loved doing this role. Because so good. She's not this person, but you would think that she was. This yeah, person. yeah. Uh, Maybe she is this person, and she's convinced us. No, such a great actor. She's, uh, she's convinced us that she's not. Yeah, right. Maybe. Exactly. Um, well, and another really cool thing about that this, would be the ultimate Meryl Streep. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, and another just you know side note that's a cool thing about this movie was after because it was a huge hit in the theaters and oh, everything. Yeah. yeah, I loved um, it, and I usually would not uh, go in for what in the kind of it's somewhat of a romantic comedy yeah. thing, but it's um, not really. It, what's his it, name? It is, Adrian Greenier. Yeah, he's kind of the boyfriend. yeah he's kind of the love interest and yeah. everything, but it's not really. I I mean, there's a lot going on in this movie. That yeah, makes it really um, great. but one really cool thing was was after the movie was so popular, they like auctioned off all of the costumes oh, yeah. and everything like it, that. It kind of made Prada even popular again. It, not like it ever lost popularity, right? But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but they auctioned everything off and they gave it to like you know homeless charities and stuff like that, or yeah. you know like women's shelters stuff like that. You know, I mean, it was really mm-hmm. cool that they did that. But uh, yeah. and Meryl had a great arc in this too, you know, because she starting off, you could tell like when she got off the. I love that scene where they're all, everyone in the uh, like the line I said uh, with Stanley Tucci yeah. when they heard that she's coming off the elevator, like gird your loins. And yeah, everyone props to and to do everything for her that they could ever possibly do. Yeah. For oh, her. everybody goes into work. The she's, boss is yeah. coming in. Yeah. You know. Um, and I, I mean yeah. the story. I don't yeah, yeah. That's, it was great with Anne Hathaway because didn't she? She didn't know how everyone, I guess, kissed her ass, so she would kind of speak to her, kind of in a way that everyone else had kind of tamed down how they. Spoke yeah, to a little bit. Just kind of more of her how she is in real life. Yeah, well, it's kind of also what happened was was Meryl Streep started to see that she had potential, and so she would give her more responsibility, and so like. One night she had her come and bring like the the faux catalog, you know the yeah. uh, the promo or whatever, whatever the you know the I don't know the word. Yeah, the uh, preview. Or yeah, preview. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and she was supposed to come and just like drop it off and then leave. And she had like explicit instructions. Yeah. And the her Meryl Streep's kid says like, "Oh no, you can go ahead and bring it up into the bedroom." They do that all the time. Yeah, you know? I forgot and, about that. Yeah, and Anne Hathaway's only seen like, this, like twice. "Oh yeah," and Anne Hathaway's like, you know. I was told not to do that. And you're like, no, just go ahead. It's fine. It's fine. And so she walks up there and Meryl Streep and her husband are like arguing, you know, and she's like eavesdropping because she's walking into this terrible situation and like Meryl Streep turns around and sees that she's standing (laughs) there and like, oh my God, that would be such a terrible feeling, you know, but kind of from that point where it's like you inadvertently came into my personal life. Um, and I mean, she gives her a very quick, stern she talking to about it. She probably got more of an eye view that the people at the office hadn't gotten for like 20 years. Right, you know? yeah. Um, and so like she, you know, they become, she says basically, I see a lot of you and me. Yeah. Um, and there's some great character development. And, and like we said in the beginning, I mean, there's a lot of very strong female roles oh, yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And, and it was just a great movie all around. Emily Blunt, too. This was like, I think we had already seen Anne the first Hathaway. thing I saw Emily Blunt in. Yeah. 
I think we had already seen in Hathaway, though, and other stuff. I Way think, before this, I think she had done The Princess Diaries, and it was all a bunch of different uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think this was the first time I saw Emily Blunt. And this was the first time <laughs> she looked like this, too. <clears throat> she changed her look from this. Oh, yeah. Because <clears throat> um, I think from this almost to the one that you had on the uh, the pod, the last one. Yeah, what was that uh, one? The sci-fi one. Oh, the time travel. Lived, I repeat. Li- uh, yeah. It, the, uh, exactly. Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite lines. <laughs> Talk about how different that is. Oh, yeah, this. absolutely. It's crazy. Dude. Um, one of my favorite lines and it's by emily blunt <laughs> she's talking about the diet that she's on and she's like oh i just go as long as i can without eating and then when i can't take it anymore i just eat a cube of cheese <laughs> <laughs> or when i feel like i'm gonna pass out i, I eat a cube of cheese she's really like, funny <laughs> yeah great movie all right dave what you got all right this <clears throat> movie that i'm gonna talk about the director is is uh Big time into having strong women in his films. Yeah. I think you can... There's only a few where I don't remember there not being a strong woman, but it is Kill Bill 2. Oh, yeah. oh nice. Oh, yeah. And I chose two. That's I a good one. That, that, that's one of the ones one. that I would probably toil over myself, That which is which to do one or two. I have a similar thing with my next one that I had to kind of do that with. But yeah, why, why two over one? Because she dug herself out of that grave. Yeah, right? No shit. I mean, it was was the crescendo to her revenge story, I think, is what made it such a compelling... In a perfect world, they they are one movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposed to be kind of one movie. Yeah, you just put a... So if you you want to stray a little over the lines, you go right ahead. (laughs) (laughs) But it's funny. I saw some... It was something on the internet that was talking about the... The different things that was that Tarantino, the level of craziness that Tarantino puts into a movie. Uh, oh yeah, like the sh- when they sh- showed that shot. <laughs> where's the, the fir- g- where's the gimp on this from one? the first? <laughs> yeah. That shot from the first one when they were in the the eighty eights, the crazy eighty eights was under the floor. Uh-huh. Remember, it was like they had glass on the floor and walked across. And oh shot, yeah, and her sh- shoes said "fuck you." <laughs> oh, that's then, awesome. Yeah, and there was another scene where Lucy Liu told her she wouldn't last five minutes oh, yeah. mm-hmm. from the time the music starts uh-huh, it's, it's like, four minutes and 59 seconds that's, to the that's exact so moment fucking that awesome. he cuts her head off so yeah. she lasted one second longer. that's, that's awesome. so but awesome nobody it's not like he told anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. that right yeah it's like that he just gave that backstory to his actors well and there's there's in multiple movies where they have like a timeline like first one that pops into my head is man on fire with denzel washington to where he's got the guy strapped over with the grenade oh, yeah. up his ass mm-hmm. you just and he wanted to talk about that again. well no no just the timer and how like yeah. so many times because i look for that in oh movies. yeah to be like, accurate if somebody's yeah, yeah. like we got three minutes i will literally look at my watch and be like yeah, and that was like seven and a half exactly yeah People or like or like now. 45 seconds instead of three yeah. you know and but yeah so i love when little things like that because i didn't know that that's yeah. awesome you know um so that's cool to she know she didn't know any martial arts yeah. she just had a kid when the first one started yeah. yep it's insane she had to build herself up she, to she was like she's <coughs> it said the first time she swung a sword she hit herself in the face and cried in front of everybody i mean we oh my were just, god we were just talking about jodie foster trying to protect her kid i mean through that whole series of movies she's just trying to get to her kid right that was like stolen from her yeah, yeah. you know i mean it's it's insane yeah stolen from her belly she hadn't even seen her kid before. right I yeah mean, that is oh, just talk about insane talk about evilness and it was funny because it was hard not to like bill in a certain way well, he was charismatic. I mean, that was what the thing was when that scene happened at the end. You were, it wasn't what anyone expected to be going on during that scene, too. That, like, when that scene started with him playing like 
like almost cops and robbers with uh, with a little girl and yeah. everything, and you're like, what the hell? But let's talk let's talk levels of badass here, since I mean that's kind of the meat of the Kill Bill. What was your favorite one that of of the deaths of the five people? Uh, I, I go ahead. I know what mine is. I mean, mine wasn't even. You don't even know if it was a death scene. Really, it was. Uh, it was when he, she fought. Daryl yeah, that's that's, that's, that's that would have been, yeah. been mine. As yeah, well. <laughs> I, it, I mean, it just is. It's just the best one. But you know? I, do I don't know. Like, a lot of people. I do that like the one? scenes leading up to it when that when Madsen gets bit and she sits mm-hmm. down yeah. and she's yeah. reading a no, no that whole scene. this pretends to you yeah oh my <laughs> yeah. god yeah no that is that is a good scene i don't know too. there's an argument to say that uh daryl hannah's that the, the vivica a fox uh scene oh, was yeah. a pretty bad but that was in the first one right yeah, or we just no, we're I was talking just all talking. over i got yeah, you. oh yeah, yeah, yeah for this one obviously the the michael madsen almost yeah wasn't even killed by her it was killed by daryl hannah yeah so you can't really that whole yeah that whole anything that took place at his property in the trailer I, I mean, it was just so beautiful to watch. Burying her in the ground. Yeah. And she, oh. oh yeah, dude. And uh, she oh, just it. overcame like more and more and more to the end. We were like, just give her a kid. Yeah, I know, right? I do like. I really enjoyed the um, the flashbacks to all the Pi May stuff. Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, what that did was you good. say to Pi May to make him take <laughs> your eye? I poisoned his teeth. I called like, him an old miserable oh, that's bastard. Right. Or yeah, that's like right. That. Oh, yeah. yeah. Killed your master. Boom. Oh. Yeah, just pluck that shit. It's oh. funny that oh. I like... It's, it's the point where she not stepped a huge, on that eye. Yeah. I'm not a huge kung fu movie f- fan, but this has all the feels of an old kung fu movie. Oh, yeah, that's, really like, that's Quentin Tarantino. How many people have said, I'm not a Western fan, but I love Django and oh, Jade, yeah, or I love Hateful Eight. Yeah. He, yeah. he brings people into the genres. He should be doing all the genres. That's why I'm such a proponent for him to do Star Trek. There's so many oh, wow. non-Star Trek fans out there that if he brings a rated R Star Trek to the theater, everyone will go see it, that and it will blow people's minds. Yeah. It's, I, it's not going to have a Tarantino I'm, feel as as I, much as his other ones. Because I, I you might maybe. be surprised what he's he, he able to do. do. Fractured timeline for Star Trek. I still want to see Machete in space. Machete in space. Yeah. Is that a thing. Yeah. Is it? It's a thing? been it's been supposed to be coming out for a while. <laughs> it's just a reason why it isn't out already. <laughs> do I have to break it? <laughs> they have. Have you seen the images of the the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that have come out? Uh-uh. Uh, there's some great images of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and uh, the the guy from. Uh, What's the German guy from Inglorious Bastards? Oh, I don't know his the name, but guy. I know yeah, who you're I talking about. I, normally, I would know his name, but yeah. they show him in the scenes too. So Michael, it's gonna be exciting. Michael, Michael something. I remember it. Damn, it's hmm. an exciting movie coming out later this year. All right, what are we talking about? <laughs> Kill Bill. Too. Kill Bill. Yeah, Hell yeah. Uma <laughs> Thurman, man. Yeah, that cemented her as a badass ever. Uh, since then, she plays a great, strong character and everything. I, I'd argue Jennifer Eight. She was super strong as that blind girl that just had to like overcome that serial killer man. She was great in that movie too. Hmm. What is Uma Thurman doing? What's the last thing you ever saw her do? Uh jeez. Like that super best friend's girlfriend, maybe. Oh yeah, that yeah. Might have been the last thing I ever saw her do. My super ex girlfriend. My super ex girlfriend. Yeah, that, I think stupid, that might be fun. it. Yeah. Uh, is she in the Ethan Hawke one that oh, filmed over all those years? Maybe. I wonder if she's going to be in the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as a small role. That would be great to see her in there. All right. So my number two, this was one that I, uh, very similar to uh, Dave picking, uh, what was the one you had as a sequel on there? Kill Bill 2. Oh, yeah, the Kill Bill 2. Toying over which one to put. This one I had like eight films to think of. Eight? I love 
Emma Watson. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I love Emma Watson. I love her as a human being and as an actress, especially specifically in this film series. But she's she's a really great uh, person, and uh, I loved her as Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter film. So I had to really think. I could have put so many different ones on here, but I'm going to go with 2004's Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Now, I know you guys are not big Harry Potter fans. Dave's seen a few of them. Uh, I don't seen, know if you've seen any of them. Yeah. They were yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. I'm sure they're you, fantastic. You really are need they? to watch them. They're blo- this one especially would blow eight, your mind. He said. There's eight. Yeah. Uh, seen, because the seventh one was a part two. It was I Death Dolls part six. one and two. I love her in This is the End. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 she was great. <laughs> Playing herself. She yeah. was great. <laughs> Emma Watson. <laughs> We're not going to uh, rape Hermione. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was so great in that. Uh, but I, she epitomizes a strong female character as Hermione Granger. She's like the really smart one and the one that's always right there and has to keep everyone kind of on the right track. And you get to see her from that first one in Sorcerer's Stone. Kind of the arc is insane from mm. as this little kind of she was always the know-it-all and the really smart kid and the one that people just kind of rolled their eyes at and everything until you realized how capable she was. Mm-hmm. Not only like uh, mentally with book smart, like she knows all the uh, the spells to, to use at the right time and she's kind of the level-headed one. And her arc from that beginning all the way to Deathly's Halls is insane. But... Prisoner Asgian was one of my favorite Harry Potter movies anyways because it dealt with time travel and we could have oh, nice. a small part into time travel. It's not like a huge part of it, but it, it's big enough. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, but her arc in this movie, because basically in those first two movies, they seemed like kids. That yeah, People wonder uh, what movie they was kind it of... In, was it that way in the books? Yeah. This is when it got dark. And they got a different director. The first two directors were Christopher Colum- Chris Columbus, who did the Home Alone movies and stuff like that. He was Those good. Dark. Yeah, well, he was good with the kids. That's why this was a brilliant kind of a trilogy or a uh, series of movies because they they constantly changed the director for the tone of the movie. And so on this third one. Uh, they got a, uh, a really great director, and it was super dark. And you could tell that between, uh, and I'm sure this was planned, that between uh, Chamber of Secrets and Prisoner Azkaban's, all of them went through puberty. They all looked like young adults mm-hmm. c- compared to like they were kids right. in uh, Chamber of Secrets. So when they came back, it was really great that that's when they decided to start turning him dark. And there was a lot going on in this movie. In the background, it was uh, obviously Voldemort was trying to come to power, but you were seeing the kids, like you do in all the movies, kind of uh, experiencing uh, development at the school of the wizardry. And uh, David Thewlis was a new character that they added into this one who was trying to teach Harry different things. But uh, something happened at the end, and Sirius Black was, he's a major character that uh, was, I, I won't go into the major origin of him, but it's played by Gary Oldman. And everyone in school has been told Gary Oldman's character is evil as shit. And he's not. He, he's not evil as all, at all. People have been rumored that he kind of helped Voldemort kill Harry Potter's parents when in actuality he's like one of Harry Potter's father's best friends and he's like his god, Harry Potter's godfather. Hmm. And he carries through through the other movies. But in this movie, they say he, he escaped from the Azkaban prison and these Dementors who are these like almost wraith type creatures mm-hmm. are surrounding the uh, the Hogwarts castle and they'll go up to people and they, they'll like suck the life out of you and learn oh, stuff from you. They're very evil characters and they're been sent to find the serious black character who you find out even before the ending and that was what was great about this movie right when it should have ended 
uh, it carried on for an extra half hour. And that's oh, wow. the part of the movie that was great. Uh-huh. So it went all the way down with them kind of fighting Sirius Black and realizing, oh, he's not a bad character after all. But then the Dementors end up capturing him at the end. And, uh, and uh, or I think they even uh, kill him. Uh, <clears throat> so what happens is... Hermione has been showing up in different... There's been a lot of funny scenes earlier in the movie where you see Harry Potter and Ron in class talking to each other, and all of a sudden, Hermione's right behind them. Mm. And Ron's always saying, whoa, how did you get there? Why? How are you so sneaky? Yeah. And there's another scene where they're walking down the ha- hallway, and all of a sudden, she's right there. Mm. Are you kids with her? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're not sure what's going on. So something really horrible happens at the end of the movie. Mm. And... All of a sudden, you see uh, Michael Gambon, who plays uh, the head wizard, uh, Dumbledore, come over to Hermione and says, you have to make this right. Three turns should do it. And he, he, no one can spot you. Be careful. And Harry and Ron are like, what the hell is going on? Even us as the audience is like, what the hell is he talking about? Right. And right then, it's, uh, you realize that she is wearing a piece of jewelry, and on the pendant, there's an hourglass mm-hmm. and she turns it backwards and she can go through time if she wants to go backwards she turns it backwards she wants to go forwards she's taking like 40 credit hours and that's how she's being able to do it someone <laughs> gave her this pendant so she can keep going back and forth and take these classes so she can really excel at it so one nice. of the teachers gave it to her and Dumb- you didn't know Dumbledore knew she had it yeah. and until this point he says you need to do this you yeah. go back he says and situations like th- this I find it always best to retrace my steps mm-hmm. so it was amazing, man, that this is some really good time travel stuff where they go back like uh, a few hours and everything and they see themselves. One of the great scenes her in, the, in this movie is where she uh, punches Malfoy in the face. <laughs> and that's the scene she sees. She watches herself do it. But then you realize earlier in the picture, some weird things were happening that are now affected by this time travel. Oh, I love when they're that in like They're in like Haggard's like little cabin and everything and the minister of ministry is like almost going to catch them and uh, get them in big trouble. And all of a sudden, uh, Harry is hit in the head with a rock. Mm-hmm. And you don't know where the hell the rock came from and everything. Yeah. Well, that's the scene that they had to come back to. And they're outside looking through the cabin. And uh, they see the minister coming up. And they uh, they realize, Trying they're like, we're not attention. leaving. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, we're not leaving. Why aren't we leaving? And all of a sudden, Harry looks down and... or. Hermione looks down and sees the rock mm-hmm. that gets thrown through the window and immediately throws the rock and hits Harry in the back of the head. And you realize, holy shit, that's what happened earlier that made them leave. Uh-huh. So it's all connected and it goes yeah. all the way down to them doing like six or seven things and then almost interacting with each other and then finally getting back to where they started. And right when they get back, Dumbledore, who had just given them the... Uh, the directions as walking Michael Gambon is so great in this role. This was his first role because Richard Harris had died yeah. uh, previously. So Michael Gambon's like walking past her and Hermione's like, we did it. We, we got it done. And he's like, did what? And just walked past her and walked down <laughs> the thing and just smiled, man. It was, it was a fantastic movie. If you're a fan of, uh, you really can't just jump into the series, but <laughs> I, I can't recommend the Harry Potter's, more because you get to see all these kids start as because they didn't change actors except for Richard Harris none of the kids got changed mm-hmm. so the kids you saw in that first one like nine years old yeah. you see at like 20 like kicking ass and and doing backflips and like using spells and wiping out Dementors and Voldemort you're like holy shit so you were like super invested in the character you see him die man right. really it's well hard done man keep, it's the reason people are obsessed with it it's yeah. hard to keep seven or eight recurring people to keep their shit together yep. for 11 years. Hell yeah. And not, like, and not a bad... And get 
Yeah. Crazy one night. And, and not then, a single bad movie. Every movie got a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit darker. It's, mm-hmm. it's weird. If you yeah, watch that first park, one and then you watch that last one, it's insane. Have so. you been to the theme park? I haven't. I hear it's great. Yeah, it's great. My I fr- imagine uh, if you're a Harry Potter fan, it's got a My friend no. Sarah and Lindsay, they uh, they've been they have the cloaks and the uh, and all that stuff, man. <laughs> what school are you, man? <laughs> what school are you, man? <laughs> so uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Big Boy bought the house that they like made all their original music in, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to open it up for fans to oh, come nice. and like turn it into a museum and you can come and like museum go and, to big boy yeah so that's like cool. that I, that's like my harry potter world <laughs> <laughs> so i'm announcing it now yeah. i'm going to big boy uh, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> and what city it's in atlanta oh cool yeah dude so it's right up the road <laughs> field trip church <laughs> all right number ones man all right um okay so couldn't do a strong woman's pod without the following movie this is a true story 1993, Angela Bassett, Lawrence Fishburne, What's Love Got to Do With It? This is a good one, man. I this, haven't seen this in a long time. There's some difficult scenes in this movie, but yeah. like like many movies where you get to see someone overcome something, you have to see that initial horrible thing yeah. before you see the greatness yeah. that happens. And uh, yeah, it's about uh, Tina Turner and Ike, Ike Turner. Oh my God. He was a scumbag, man. I, you don't realize <laughs> Well, most people knew he was a scumbag, but then this movie came out and it confirmed everyone. Oh, yeah. I Absolutely. mean, everybody knew he slapped shit out of her. Yeah. yeah. He probably told everybody he slapped shit out of her. This is a tough role for Lawrence Fishburne to do you gotta worry about being typecasted but he was he was amazing in this movie he's such a great actor you don't see him play kind of an asshole much no and uh, he was a complete asshole on this with Jeff Goldblum deep Deep cover Cover. he was an asshole oh yeah that was a good movie he's good um, I was around the same time, similar to this. Yeah, I mean, so that's what it is. It's kind of the you know the semi biographical story. I can't. I have no reason not to have seen this because I. Oh, um, you've never seen it? I've never seen it. Oh, wow. I'm fascinated oh, I saw it in the by. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. I'm fascinated by this story. I've probably seen a bunch of documentaries. That's mm-hmm. great on yeah. this whole thing, so yeah. I probably know a bunch about it. But uh, it's yeah, really phenomenal. I have, a, I have a favorite scene for sure, but you probably know. I, I haven't seen it so long. Well, I mean, I I don't necessarily need to go through the whole story, but you know, it's it's how first of all, her name is Ida May. Yeah. Um, it's not Tina Turner. Yeah. It starts um, where they were like nobodies. Yeah, so, she yeah. was a nobody. Um, Ike Turner had his band, and he was touring around. Um, and Angela Bassett, who plays Tina Turner and a couple of her friends, go to his show one night, and Ike Turner basically pulls her up on stage and like has her start to sing, and they start to you know crush and fall in love, and things are you know progressing and so you know things are good um and the thing is though is you know he eventually gets on drugs and beats the shit out of her he's got like, an angry disposition to begin yeah with, right? on, like most people that are wife beaters yeah <laughs> and i mean there's a lot more to the story but i mean this is the you know the, the fascinating <laughs> <You're about defending? laughs> no oh, no no fuck no hell no no i'm saying like there's know, more there's more development and <laughs> We could Paul insert a disclaimer here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, where like they were on tour and like then they started making music together and you know, and it just went downhill. Um I mean he was probably upset. I'm not I'm not giving him excuse either. <laughs> but he's probably upset that you know, because he was semi famous and then she just eclipsed him. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, yeah, and that so happens. He, yeah. he was I mean, like, I'm gonna hold on to you. You I discovered you. Be like, happy. Yeah, exactly. Be yeah. happy for him. Right? He didn't of, see it that way. Yeah. yeah. The scene that um, I remember the most, not to jump ahead. No, but, go uh, for it. She gets her ass kicked. Yeah. Like, 
hardcore. Which, and I, I don't remember. The there were several of, of them. It's the yeah. one where she had to go to the hotel. That's that's the last time. That's and in it, the limousine. It was a really amazing scene. That's, and it's one that you could pull up on YouTube clearly where she has to... She's already famous at yeah. this point. She's People know her everywhere. And she has to go to the hotel, kind of the desk, and say... I'm Tita Turner. Yeah. I have no money on me whatsoever. Yeah. And I just got beat up. Oh, I mean. And you could see it. She, she's just been pummeled in her face. But. And they did whatever they could do for her. Yeah. Well, yeah. also, that was. So the whole movie kind of leads up to yeah. that point. Because yeah. there's the scene where they're in the restaurant. I remember the restaurant. And he's scene. like, you know, here, I may get you that some looks pie. like and it she, was a crazy one to film. Yeah. Like and. A, she didn't want any pie and yeah. I kept messing with her and he was high on Coke. He yeah. was always snorting Coke, you know? Um, and like, she doesn't want any pie and everybody's laughing, having a good time, yeah. you know? And he like smashes it on her face and like, you know, they, he, he puts her face, face yeah. down into the I, pie. I have like, a feeling that in this happens in several movies. I would imagine that I, Angela Bassett, took some blows oh dude they didn't look like they faked it much he threw her around and there was some stuff that i know they're very careful when they're in the on during production sure man i mean she wanted it to probably be oh yeah i'm sure she was all for it yeah you you can't really represent this true life figure no, she's, she's that great. other powerful role was oh, that one strange with, uh, days. Strange days. Loved man. her in Strange Days. She was the badass bodyguard, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was great in that. Um, yeah. Then there's this other scene where she's they have an in-home recording studio and everybody's you know like partying and having a good time and she's singing and you know and Ike just this is where he, you know it starts to show that he's like getting jealous of her fame because it's Tina Turner, it's not Ike and Tina anymore, mm, yeah. um, and he basically kicks everyone out and beats her ass in the recording booth and fucking rapes her like oh my god dude so these things keep happening until finally there's There's always a breaking point yeah and And she had hers right and um he he gets her into the limousine that's right before the hotel before the hotel scene and like um you know, she basically has had enough, and she's like, "What are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna hit me? You're gonna, you know, you're gonna hit me? Because if you're gonna hit me, you're you better kill me, you know." And he fucking hits her, and she beats his fucking ass. Like, takes he off. Wasn't her a high- big dude. No, no, and like she takes off the high, and she ends up at least in the movie because you never know what happened in real life. But in the movie, she fucking probably pretty close. It's probably she, pretty close because she came. She, stomps, she was in the end of the movie too. Remember? She stomp. Yeah, yeah, she stomps his balls yeah. in the la- in the back of that. And I mean, he just starts screaming, you know. And like yeah. she says something like, "That's all you are. Yeah. That's all you got." She's like, "After all this time, that's all you got." And I mean, and she hits him one more time, and she gets out, and that's when she yeah. goes. And so they go through this nasty divorce, and like they're up in front of the judge, and she says. I don't want anything from him. Mm. All I want is to keep the last name yep. because she had worked so hard to build Tina Turner as a brand, you know, and he didn't want her to be able to keep it. And yeah. the judge granted it to her. And like, that's how Tina Turner became Tina Turner. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> and they had a, it's not ruining anything, obviously. Oh no. I mean, but the, uh, wasn't, and you'll have to remind me, I can't remember for sure what, when they showed Tina, they showed Tina Turner at the end on stage and everything. Was Angel Bassett singing and then she came out? So, and they, it, were they both on the screen at the same I, time or I, was it just? I think it more or less, if I remember correctly, it kind of morphed, morphed a little into bit. Yeah, it. Okay. Um, yeah, and uh, it ended with Tina Turner yeah. in concert singing that song, yeah. you know. And it like, was cool, man. It was a really great. I've always, then she went on to do Thunderdome. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, and honestly, like, 
I mean, I knew the song What's Love Got to Do With oh, It yeah. since I, I was a kid, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. Um, but I didn't really know who the hell Tina Turner was oh, really? until Thunderdome. And then, yeah, you I know, mean, we, like finding this we out, I'm like, holy we, shit. We watch constantly. So we, we know all of her old hits, but I think the first time we ever got to see her in a role was probably the Thunderdome. Thunderdome, also. yeah. Because we watched that a lot. But yeah, fantastic, we true. Watch that a lot. Yeah, fantastic, true story. Very inspiring. Definitely a strong woman yeah. should be number one on this pod. What you got? My woman is strong, not but not. Turn, <laughs> 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 All right, I picked Audrey Tattoo. Who, oh, for Amelie. For yeah, Amelie. Amelie, yeah. I don't know if you saw Amelie. No. I don't know her much in anything else. She was in that. Um, oh wait, yeah, she was the, in the uh, the, uh, the Dan Brown and movie, something uh, in Demons. Yeah, the Angels and Demons. Zodiac, and the Da Vinci Zodiac. Code. Da Vinci Code. Mm. And it, I think she was in the second one also. Yeah, yeah, she was good in that. I forgot she was about good that. In that. But uh, I loved Amelie. She was great in Amelie. It yeah. was one of that. What came out? It was one of those quirky Sundance movies. Yep. That it's French with English subtitles, and uh, the script was great. It was really good. It the the editing was really. And they good. did some really weird animation yeah. stuff too, mixed in with this it. This is the same guy that eventually went on to do Alien Resurrection. Yeah. So oh, you wow. you could tell that this. For, to go from that to this, people knew he had an eye and a certain type of film style, and it was good. It, it was, and good. you realize this was one of those movies. And I love when you fi- when you finally find one of these movies, and a lot of them are comedies or just quirky n- movies like this, where the first five minutes will set the tone for mm-hmm. what you're about to watch. And that's how this movie was. Oh, when it they was, when they led up to <coughs> like the day of her birth. Was there a narrator? The stuff. Yeah, there was a narrator. It was a narrator. Yeah. It was in French. And it, and it started by going like, this is who this is, and this is who yeah. this is. And she interacts, and she does this on a daily basis and stuff like that. So what was her kind of uh, she was the, drive she in was, this? She was kind of a loner, quirky loner girl. She lived with her dad, lived, right? No, lived on her own. She visited it, her that's dad. That's right. She visited her dad. And uh, she was a quirky loner girl. She was works at, at the cafe in the small French town of yeah. wherever this was. And she, but she was one of those types of girls that she knew everybody else's business, yep. and she would like be a little matchmaker or something. Mm-hmm. Amazing characters in this movie, characters and yeah. actors they got to play them because that's basically what it was. Uh, was all the different weird characters that she came in contact with, right? And trying yeah. to make their life better. Well, she, or something. well, what happened was was she was she was oh she had heard. Remember, Diana had got killed in the television in the background. That's right. And she dropped the top of her perfume, and it broke the the tile and under the tile was that uh, what do they call that when you put a bunch of stuff from your time, a time capsule time capsule yeah. oh, nice. to That's track right. the guy down like through different women in the building yeah. who used to live here and that just kind of that's where she met the that kind of just like the connected the dots on all different yeah. things from that moment right yeah she remembers she met that loner man next door that was fragilely painted yep. and he was doing the same painting every time that the one that I like it's the garden boat uh, by Renoir. Oh yeah, yeah. Garden party on a boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's one of my favorites. Impressionist. It's great. And he's painting that photo. But um, I guess the main adventure of this, and it's not why I like her, but the main adventure is she she finds out she collects. She found a book, remember? Yeah. With all the different photos from photo booths that people discarded, and yeah. this guy collected it. Hmm. And in the photo there was always one guy that he couldn't identify mm-hmm. and she wanted to find out who that guy was and then she found the kid that lost the book but my favorite scene in this whole movie is she's one remember they had the grocer that would make fun of the handicapped mm-hmm. grocery boy i think so 
and uh, she went to his house and she fucked with all his shit. Remember, she <laughs> changed his slippers so they were one size too small. She stole his key and went to the house and did everything. Put like brittle cream as his toothbrush. Oh shit! Like put a pin through his light cord so when he turned the light on it would blow the oh, shit. he reset his alarm for two hours earlier oh, it fuck. That's so awesome. he showed up at the store and opened up and, and then, then you got like, to see all of it oh, work out changed yeah. his mother's phone number to the psychiatric hotline so oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was freaking out he went to call his mom and he kept hitting mom like yeah. the button for mom yeah and it would be psychiatric hotline He's yeah like, what the fuck yeah <laughs> this was a super fun movie if, it was if, super fun the only thing that kind of held a lot of people back from watching it was the subtitles yeah because it, and i love and, for, and uh, i had no French problem movies. with the subtitles because this was a super remember super the gnome movie. she stole yeah. from her dad's garden and she, she was, took yeah, she, she had this stewardess take to... a picture of it in all these cities around the world huh. and send the father back postcards from the gnome uh-huh <laughs> because That's she was constantly awesome. trying to get her dad to leave the house and go experience life and he, that was what was great about her as a character for me is she was trying to better everyone's life remember she was trying to hook up the people at the mm-hmm. diner together yeah, yeah. because they would have a better life she the guy was getting bullied she wanted to make his life better she was constantly worrying about everybody else but mm-hmm. herself uh and then didn't she have like a kind of a love story with her in this where she ended yeah, up the finding guy, the, the uh, book yeah, the, the book. The one that yeah, dropped right. the book from his moped ends up being like a, kind of a love interest for her it, it was an awesome movie man and it coming out this will, will this drop before valentine's day because it's a perfect valentine's oh, day movie. Yeah, yeah. if you're watching uh with your significant other it's a really really great one. the music is great the editing like you said yeah. before is it's ridiculous. it's a lot it's really fun and light-hearted uh and that what's made it really good I thought. well and i remember it being popular like an award winner because I, I mean i've heard of it and yeah. i remember it being very popular but i i never knew what it was about i didn't know that it was french or anything like that so now you know Justin. yeah hey the more learning you know is, knowledge is power <laughs> learning is power knowledge is power one of those things is power <laughs> when you figure that out you'll have power <laughs> all right my number one here and this is a movie that i've been waiting to talk about since 2016 and it's 2016's Star Wars Rogue One. Oh, hell yeah. Felicity Jones, man. Love Rogue One. I love Rogue One probably more than anybody I know. (laughs) (laughs) I watch it an unusual amount of times, too. Mm -hmm. I usually will be watching all sorts of different movies, and I'll go back and I'll rewatch movies, but I think since this movie came out, I've seen it probably 12, maybe 13 times. You liked it more than I own it digitally. I owned it. I have the Blu ray, like, top level disc for it that's which i don't even do anymore now i i don't mean to offend you this is the one where uh, <laughs> except i'm gonna say something yeah, really no, offensive. it's gonna just, be stupid anytime you preface yeah, it with that yeah just as about to be a dick. <laughs> i don't mean to be uh, racist no 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 i am not saying that no um now is this the introduction of ray isn't that her name uh, no that's force awakens okay this is right. the one this is that, the sidetrack this one. was the side one with uh with donnie yen Oh, okay. Jared Embry. All right. All right. Uh, and this was a really I agree great... with you. I like this better oh. than the, oh, the regular the, Star Wars. And the other ones? Yeah. I like this better than Return of the Jedi. I would put this number three on oh, my shit. list of... Uh, People em- just lost their shit, yep. man. Yeah. New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and then I would... disrespect the first three. <laughs> oh, I love it. It would be after this. I love uh, Return of the Jedi for sure. Uh, but Luke, I love Luke just movie. wasn't pretty enough and anymore for him. This was a prequel, <laughs> and this had... It had to do with the universe and everything, and it was a couple of characters that were obviously uh, similar. The role of uh, Vader was in this, and General Tar- uh, Tarkin, um, um, yeah, who wasn't played by him, who had that CG face on him, which of Peter Cushing was really great as uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. But 
what this dealt with, it, it dealt with everyone that has obviously seen Star Wars, and you saw the scene at the beginning where Princess Leia is handing the plans over to R2-D2 and, and putting it in there so uh, it could get to Obi-Wan. And it's basically the plans to that for the Death Star that showed that kind of... Uh, weakness. The weakness in the Death Star, which eventually leads us to everything. <laughs> so it's basically about getting the plans uh, of that... Death Star all the way leading up until that scene uh-huh. and it's amazingly well done and I love what I love about this is you don't have to worry about those old characters and I love Han Solo I love all those characters but the the galaxy is a huge place yeah. you know? and <laughs> I would true. imagine the rebellion is a huge place mm-hmm. and very similar to war there's so many different stories going on and people that are doing heroic things so to me as a Star Wars fan it was absolutely genius to take this small little thing that was just spoken about in the original Star Wars and to go into that kind of uh, journey to discover it. And to be told by, we are just talking about Mad, Mads Mikkelsen, who is uh, now in a great movie called Arctic that everyone should check out the trailer for. It comes out this month. But a lot of people know him from Casino Royale. He also played Hannibal in the, uh, the uh, Hannibal TV series that came out. And he's amazing. He's a bad guy uh, in Doctor Strange. He's a bad guy in Doctor Strange for sure. And uh, the movie starts out with him kind of with his wife and his young daughter in like this, it almost looks like Ireland or something like that. And you don't realize it, but he's kind of a retired uh, guy who helped build the uh, Death Star, had an intricate part of building the Death Star, but then he had kind of gotten out and ran away with his family and he's finally at this moment is being discovered by that amazing actor from uh, Killing Me Softly who played the heroin addict. Mm -hmm. He plays uh, Krennic who's one of my favorite characters in all of the Star Wars universe. He was so friggin' good in this movie. Uh, he and he's also playing like the sheriff of Nottingham in the new Robin Hood movies. So uh, he, he's gonna go around. Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah, he's really, really good in this movie. Probably one of my him and Donnie Yen and uh, Felicity Jones. I mean, everyone in this movie is really great. But uh, Krennic showing up because he's going to take Mads back, and you're gonna finish what you started. You're gonna finish the Death Star and everything. And he doesn't want to leave. He has no intention on leaving. Uh, his wife ends up uh, telling uh, his daughter. Uh, who's uh, Jen Urso is her name, tells her to hide and then goes out there into the field and uh, the stormtroopers shoot and kill her and drag uh, Mads off in their ship and they like leave her <laughs> by herself to kind of fend for herself. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to see it, it jumps forward in her life, like I guess probably 10 or 15 years and all this time still using the Death Star. And at this point, they're almost ready to test the Death Star on different stuff. It's over budget. Uh, over it, It's really... <laughs> it, it's kind of Krennic's baby, this Death Star thing, but Grand Marf Tarkin kind of took it over from him and mm-hmm. kind of, now it's mine, thanks right. for your help type of deal. And uh, Mads was kind of behind it. So we're following Felicity Jones, who's... We almost immediately see her being transferred in like this prison transfer. And uh, she ends up getting rescued by uh, the robot. I can never remember the numbers of this robot, but it's the one Alan Tudyk plays. Alan Tudyk, everyone knows from it, Firefly. It, and uh, what's his number? It's K2SO. Yep. Awesome looking robot for sure. He uh, He's also from Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. Everyone yeah. knows him for that. Yeah. He's, he's so funny in that. Uh, and he's in a TV show now too. But uh, he gets rescued by him and the uh, other character. What's the other character's name? Uh, the uh, the main guy in this movie. Uh, yeah, the second one. Uh, 
Cassian. Cassian. Andor. Yep, Cassian is really good in this. So basically, Cassian and his robot, uh, played by Alan Tudyk, take her back to like headquarters of where the rebellion is and everything, and they say, "We need to get to your father. We want to." Uh, we want to get these plans that we found. And we're also dealing with that uh, that other guy who is defecting from working with Mads, who's the guy from Nightcrawler, you know, the guy that's with uh, uh, with Jake Gyllenhaal for the whole thing, yeah. and he gets it at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, really, he's really great in that movie too, man. Uh, but he has stolen plans, and he brings it to Jetta, which is that great planet of the Jedis with Forrest Whitaker's there, and they have to torture him to find out what he knows. And that's where we get to meet Donnie Yen's character, which mm. is Chirrut Imwe. And they actually know that that's where the plans are going to be. So they end up landing on the planet, and we get to see this great scene where they're arriving on the planet. We know she's kind of this tough chick to be, uh, begin with, but then we get to see these great scenes where the Rebellion is fighting uh Forrest Whitaker's guys in the streets and she's like uh, blowing shit away all over the place and they end up getting this ragtag group together where they connect with Jared Imwe who is the Donnie Yen character who is oh he's so good in this movie and he plays the blind maybe Jedi you don't know if he's a Jedi or not but he's, he's a, a Jedi uh, he's a Jedi <laughs> <laughs> they never say it Donnie and, fucking uh, yeah yeah and I don't want to spoil anything uh, for this movie, but yeah. not everyone makes it through this movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so brutal, man, that you get to see these awesome scenes. You get to see that great scene where they end up all going to that planet to, to where Mads is. Remember, it's all raining and everything. And you could see right when they get there, Krennic lands and he's like interrogating the, the Mads character and uh, like shooting innocent people. He just wants to know who was the traitor of the group and everything. So it's kind of this... It kind of all comes down to this great insurgency on this one planet where the kind of uh, it's the it's the planet where the kind of and they've done this in several, uh, a couple different movies. They did it Return of the Jedi where they had to go to the planet to destroy the uh, kind of the shields mm-hmm. that would uh, open up so they could get the uh, the plans out to everybody. Uh, but everyone's favorite scene is uh, uh, the Vader scene. But I love the scene where uh, Cassian and uh, and the Felicity Jones character, man, have to climb that tower. Do you remember they have to climb the tower to get to the plans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's she has to go all the way up to the tower and Krennic's up there with the gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's got to kind of set this thing off. But it's really a thankless job. I mean, these guys almost knew that this was like there was no coming suicide. back from this. Yeah, it was suicide like a suicide mission. mission. Yeah, exactly. And to, to be in, even in like... She had to get the shields down. Yeah, right? and get the shields down, but she... It, and get the plans out. Once the shield was done, they got the plans out, and then whatever happened to them, they knew the Death Star was like literally turning to yeah, point at this right. planet. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't want to ruin anything, but <laughs> oh, that Vader scene, though. that Vader scene, that was a scene oh, that no one expected they'd yeah. see, man. And that from there to the end, that was the the connection that everyone was looking for. They yeah. were like, oh my god, I can't believe that yeah. they've actually connected this one bookended I'm it perfectly sure up they to a new set out and said. We have to find a connection. Yeah, oh, they did, they did but, it I, but I know though. in the uh, in the reshoots uh, that Vader scene wasn't originally in there. 
Uh, oh really? They they added all that Vader stuff yeah. in there, and I'm it was glad. like a minute and seven seconds of getting to see what everybody's been waiting for their entire life. Yeah. It's just young Vader going crazy yeah. on like people, and he's just wiping people out and stabbing yeah. people through. And I, I love just the tenseness of one guy has the plans on a disc and he slides it through the door to another guy who runs it to the next door, yeah, uh, door just to get it through and then to see Carrie Fisher's face. Oh yeah. God, man. Good it's stuff. Such, it's an intense movie. Did it man. give you goosebumps? It gave me goosebumps for sure. It gives me goosebumps talking about it. It's it's a really good movie. I like I said, for some reason I like it more than most people. Uh, just because I love all the actors, I love the character arcs, I love the idea that we get to see a universe that doesn't involve a Every character being what is Luke doing? Right. What is uh, Vader doing? Vader's just a background uh, mm-hmm. in this movie. This movie is about five or six characters that we've never seen before, and just being awesome. And yeah. Hoping we get to see him in another movie. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on hoping. <laughs> so yeah, that's my number one man. I love it. All right. Felicity Jones, and I should mention she was amazing in the uh, Stephen Hawking movie. She's the one who played his wife oh, in that. Yeah. And she it was, was really good. good in that. Yeah, she was nominated. I don't know if she won for it, but I think she won some awards for it. She certainly has not done her best flick yet, so there's going to be a lot more from her in the future. So that'll do it for this pod. We go part two next week, man. Another 15, man. I know there's a whole shitload that I've been narrowing mine down to, and uh, I'll have to even narrow it down closer before we reach next week. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple. I'm really excited. Pick a couple more villains. There's some good ones out there. I have one on my list, so you can't take mine. Uh, but uh, he's really great. In that. Hey, the Rock's the Cradle. Yeah. Oh, there's Ooh, another that's one. That's a good one, one too, man. Rick Gomez uh, was awesome in that movie. But yeah, we'll have to. We'll continue next Saturday. So until then, if you want to get a hold of us, you can always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Give us a like or a comment. That'd be awesome. And uh, we're also on Twitter at Dupree Podcast, Facebook, Fascinated with Films. You can see all the cool upcoming uh, photos from some of the stuff we're doing. And uh, certainly through email, fascinatedwithfilms at gmail.com. Well done. Well nice. done. I thought I was going to forget that last time. <laughs> I, know, I know the way it should go. <laughs> all right. So until next week. See you. See you. Bye. That felt good.